And then they saw me in a bra, and that was it. Gentlemen, boys and girls, sisters, brothers, fathers and mothers, hallelujah, hallelujah indeed. This is Jason Barker from Alberta, Canada, and I'm here to introduce the Single Podcast Theory, a reference for all things Pearl Jammery, a compendium, if you will, hosted by none other than the venerable, the maniacal, Brad Belazic and Brad Lyons blasting through the airwaves of the universe and don't let me get in the way proceed with transmission what's going on Pearl Jam nerds you're listening to Single Podcast Theory I'm Brad Lyons and I'm Brad Blazek bringing you some Pearl Jam this week how you doing, bud? Mm. I'm good. Yeah? How Hi. are you? Dude, I had a really good uh, run of shows since our last podcast out in... Well, let's put it this way. So I was playing uh, guitar for this uh, solo artist out of Nashville named Elise Davis, who is awesome. I, I'm being serious, actually. I love playing her music. And uh, Clint... And her are kind of writing partners. I mean, she doesn't write everything with Clint, but, uh, you know, I would say half of both of her records are her and Clint writing. So that's cool. Um, and I, you know, I just say that because I'm already a, a huge fan of Clint's songs anyway. And she's a great songwriter. The only problem with this whole run, oh, and her band, which I've gotten to be out with before, the other guys are super cool and awesome. So that was a lot of fun to get to see them again. Downside, it was all in Texas. Yeah. Fuck. Hot. Texas. Forever. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. We're um, going to get emails. That's fine. Uh, I yeah, love it's Texas. it's hot as balls. Really? You love Texas. <laughs> I do. Tell me why it's you great. love Texas. I mean, it's just so big. You're just talking <laughs> shit right now. You've never been to Texas. I have been to Texas. Where'd you go? Um, mm. Dallas. DFA area, DFW, DF, DF, yeah, that too. (laughs) Dallas Fort, (laughs) yeah. Um, I think San Antonio. I don't know. San Antonio. I've been to Texas. When I drove over the road, um, I had to go down there a few times. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I I mean, I kind of feel like. I don't know. Let's maybe take uh, <clears throat> Austin and San Antonio, somehow somehow lift them out of Texas, put it in another state, and then just let's, let's give the rest of Texas away. What do you think? Hmm. Texas and Florida. I'm, I'm good. I'm down. You're down with that? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was hot as ball sack. 
and like like the first day we played it and we were playing really cool venues too but the first one was Stubbs barbecue in uh austin like really well-known venue been around forever i've played tons of shows there they do a lot of uh austin city's austin city limit shows stubs blah 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 blah. uh but luckily yeah i've actually heard of stubs okay cool luckily we were playing the indoor room not the outdoor room and then the name of the other venue which i guess has like multiple places because um we were playing quote unquote the same venue the next two nights but in different cities so there's this uh, restaurant bar slash venue that I guess is kind of a chain in a way like almost like think of it like a like in the way that House of Blues is a chain or something like that right and they have music so uh, I didn't know I figured those were indoor shows too but even Stubbs like just from load in and sound check I don't think I ever really stopped sweating before we started playing. And then by the end of the show, because I move around a lot, kind of can't help it. I don't know. I just can't stand on stage still and play or whatever. So I sweat anyway. And then the next two shows were even worse because they were outdoor shows. This is kind of the shows where you have to like bring your backpack with an extra, at least an extra t-shirt. Otherwise you're just walking around like you just got out of a water park. It was terrible. But the shows were a lot of fun, and Elise is awesome, and the guys in the band are awesome. But uh, and all that to say that I left San Antonio yesterday morning at eight a.m. and got back to Birmingham at three a.m. this morning. So I was nineteen mm. hours in the van, and then three yeah. a three-hour drive from Nashville to uh, Birmingham in my car. So I'm kind of brain dead. Yeah. Yeah, man. But that's what's been going on with me this last week. What's going on with you? Nice. Uh, just the nothing. grind. Working working at OT. Are uh, you getting some OT? To, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Save up for these uh, Chicago shows? Mm-hmm. Yes, dude. Cool. You can pay I for can't. some of my shit then because I'm going to be broke <laughs> as a joke. <laughs> I'll buy you a hot dog. Yeah. I'll take hot dogs. <laughs> I love hot dogs. Chicago style? Yes, are you kidding me? Man, nothing like a good Chicago dog and a case of the runs, dude. I love it's like my favorite thing in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Minus the runs part, obviously. Uh, Well, I mean, tell me something fun had to have happened this week. You had nothing fun happen. Let's keep Mm. this. Let's rock this positive on this podcast. What was some fun this week? Well, I didn't expect it to take this long to answer, so let's move on. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Something fun. You'll think of it no, by the end of the podcast. Nothing. No, there nothing. Was not, I had zero fun no, this week. Zero fun. Okay. Well, what that's sad. Um, Sorry. <laughs> Do you find yourself having fun on a regular basis? Yeah, man. Oh, all right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's man. awesome. I'm being. I'm actually kind of being serious, man. Um, a friend of mine went. On tour, mm-hmm. so that's pretty fun for him. <laughs> Your fun is vicariously, I, yes, you know, trans, yes. You know, yeah, I was absolutely. at work all day watching Instagram stories of my friend ordering food. Fucking that Jacob. was fun. He's so stupid. <laughs> he literally just put a story up. 
yeah. of me ordering food. Right. <laughs> it's like the most mundane <laughs> thing what in the world. What do I have that's good here? Hmm. <laughs> no, I, not not at all. I knew exactly what I was getting. <laughs> I can tell you what I got right now. <clears throat> I got a grilled romaine salad, and it was Ooh. delightful. Uh, so, yeah, so then I, in turn, just did a quick story of Jacob just talking about nothing yeah. exciting oh. and important. Yeah. I think I, I did see that one. Yeah. Why are we talking about my Instagram stories? I don't know, dude. You're not even... Last week, you were off, off of Instagram, and oh, I'm back now off you're back again. on. Yeah. I just did it while I was on the road. Yeah. I deleted it when I got home this Extra morning. time. I figured you had a little extra time <clears throat> on the road bit. to do that Do it's that. It's cool, though, man. Like, um, well, The good thing about traveling with people that you like is that you actually... I mean, you do have time, but you end up just like... Everyone's just talking in the van. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. kind of cool. So I always go into those trips thinking like, oh, I'll have lots of van time or bus time or whatever it is to like do this and this. And it never, it never happens. <laughs> How did you guys travel? Giant van. And just hotels Like every a 15 night? passenger van. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually what we did this, which is, I actually like, we did, um, oh my God, why are we talking about this so much? We did, <laughs> we did, uh, well, we were gone like Air- four or five nights. We did Airbnbs for oh, cool. for most of it. Uh, that'd be cool. That that'd be a fun time. I got to get off of this Lowe's bullshit. I need a I need a cool job, a fun job, fun job. Well, yeah. man, it's anyone anyone out there it's hiring kind of its minuses too. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, the Airbnbs but, are cool. Just yeah, for, but like, when it's all minuses, I okay, I'd, that's fair enough. I trade, you know, I yeah, trade some. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, Airbnbs are just cool because you can kind of like. It's not as hard to all hang out together. Like, you don't all have to go to someone's hotel room. And if, right. You know what I mean? Like, you can, yeah. you know, just everyone, like, that wants to drink or, you know, smoke a little marijuana or whatever it is. Like, what? you, you just have a backyard <laughs> to, like, hang out and chill in. And you don't have to go to a bar and you don't have to go in someone's you, hotel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You got your own place, man. It's great. You, you know, that it brings something up. Like, I've never. <clears throat> really smoked weed before, right? Um, but you know, you you're around those types. Yeah. From your experience, what would what would like a, a Brad B? Oh my God! Be like I want. I would love to smoke pot because with I you. hear it. You know, I hear it a lot. Like people are like, "Oh, you must have been so wasted doing that show." And I'm like, no, that's just no, me. No, that's just you. <laughs> you know what's funny is you probably like just turn into a like a super like pragmatic, organized, or you would just you know devolve slowly into like madness. Oh, because you're already you already kind of a stoner. Some people are like that. Some people are like, you don't need it. You're already there. <laughs> Whatever that yeah. place is, you don't need. You're there. Um, yeah. No, I don't know. I think it'd be funny as hell. I'd yeah. Like, yeah. We need to... Let's get you another job where you don't get randomly drug tested. <laughs> yes. Okay. We can do that together. So, See? You know, like another you, reason. Next time you're in Birmingham, we'll just sit around the pool and I'll just wait for you yeah. to get the giggles and it'll be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll start smoking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God. Okay. Let's get to the show. Yes. Um, I mean, I, shows. Not that I don't enjoy catching up, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, so... Taylor this, Swift. You miss Taylor Swift. I miss Taylor Swift to go out on the road with Elise. Yeah. The whole... The family you went... You come to the Nashville show. I'm not... I don't have tickets to that. I'm not paying... I mean... 
I mean, just, I'll go ahead, but just plan on coming because I don't have a ticket either. But I'm going because when is Amanda. It? Ha- it's the Friday after we get home from Chicago. Nope. <laughs> uh, send me pictures. Oh, speak, speaking of, yeah. Uh, I mean, you can cut this out if you want, but I don't know if you got my text about we're coming. We're leaving Chicago on that Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The day after the um, show. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, can I come down to Birmingham for a couple of days and we record? Are you going to be fucking slammed with work and that's too much? And I know it's short notice. No, man, totally. You should. That should be totally fine. We'll talk about it after we record and uh, okay. I'll look yeah. at my calendar or whatever. But that should be great. Okay. I mean, yeah. if if I have to like, you know, work quote unquote work some extra hours because you can come down, I'm totally cool with that. Well, you I don't want I mean? to put you out. I mean, no, that's what I'm saying. It wouldn't put me out. Like, that'd okay. be awesome to be able to record an episode or two in the same room. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, hey, maybe. Yeah, Matthew man. be around. Yeah, uh, we talked. Me and Matthew talked about it the other night. Uh, okay, cool. So, just so everyone knows, yeah, well, let's just say it on because I keep forgetting to um, email some of our patrons and uh, and I know some some of our listeners are friends with certain patrons and blah 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 blah, but. One of the reasons where originally we were going to do uh, our yield episode for episode 49, um, but it just didn't work out scheduling wise with everything that was going on, getting ready for the Chicago trip. I've been out of town. Uh, Matthew's been out of town, but a really good friend of mine, Matthew Mayfield, uh, great songwriter. Um, he and I worked together a lot, uh, produced, you know, Records and EPs uh, for him or whatever. Um, toured with him some in Clint. And uh, he's a huge Pearl Jam fan. Like, like our level, Clint level Pearl Jam fan. Um, and so we really wanted to have Matthew be our guest for the Yield episode. Because, you know, obviously Clint's a huge Pearl Jam fan and his favorite record was no code so that's why he was on the no code episode and matthew is a huge fan and his favorite record is yield so we wanted to have him as a guest on that show so that's why uh we're not just being withholding the fact that we haven't done a yield episode yet we just really want to do that one with matthew so you know between him releasing a record and recording a record and doing some touring and stuff it's just been a little dicey getting the scheduling together but that's what's going to be coming in the future so um yeah cool yeah uh all right let's move on into it then i guess uh let's do some motherfucking emails what you think yes a little bit of pearl jam story time Good evening. This is uh, Storytellers. We are here to tell stories. We just have friends up here that are listening to stories. Have I got a little story for you? This is the true story. All right. This week's story is my turn for story time. And this week's story comes from Reuben Hood. He says, uh, what's going on, Blazing Lions? I stumbled across your pod while looking for something new and Pearl Jam related on Apple Podcasts and liked the look of your logo, so I dove in. God damn it if God damn it all if you guys aren't good at what you do. And god damn you for turning me around on Backspacer and all but the last three songs on Lightning Bolt. You're welcome, Ruben. 
Uh, I've been on board with Pearl Jam ever since I saw the black and white oceans roaring at the beginning of the Alive video in 1991. I've been faithful ever since. The first uh, opportunity I got to see them was at Soldier Field in 1995 with Bad Religion and Otis Rush opening. Hell yeah. Uh, the ticketing pro process was a complete clusterfuck. Phoning in for over an hour to not even get a busy signal, just a deadline. Persistence paid off, and I was lucky enough to score GA tickets for what was the defining moment in my life entering my senior year of high school. Oh, he's the exact same age as me. That's cool. Uh, the other would be seeing, meeting Dave Grohl and the original lineup of the Foo Fighters just seven months later. But that's another story for a different podcast. I remember getting up at the ass crack of dawn, catching the, uh, the metro from Aurora to get to the stadium as early as possible to assure my best friend at the time and I got, great, got a great spot. Being 17, 17 at the time, we weren't... God, this is going to be rough. I'm so brain dead. I'm obviously having a hard time reading. Ugh. No, dude, you're uh, good. You're being good. 17 at the time, we weren't smart enough to bring any... Like, I feel like someone's like... You know when you have to go get dental work and they like numb your mouth and you're like your, your jaw and your lips don't work? That's what I feel like right now. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, being 17 at the time, we weren't smart enough to bring any essentials like water or food or sunscreen. So by showtime, we were a hot, sunburned, starving, dehydrated, dehydrated mess. But hey, we got on WFLD News for being there so early. We had the good fortune, uh, the good fortune to see a blistering set by Blad, Bad Religion. Blad Religion. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the new name. Fuck uh, yeah. That's you, you're going to start a Bad Religion cover band and call it yes. Bad Religion. Yes, that'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, and Otis Rush was good as well, but nothing could have prepared me for what was awaiting me when PJ took the stage. The sun had set and the band had come out, backlit with red lights that changed to purple, then blue. Man, that's a good memory right there. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> when Eddie approached the mic, he could only be seen by a silhouette, and the only thing I could think to myself is, damn... He's throwing off such a Jim Morrison vibe right now. Uh, and I'm not a Doors fan. When the opening notes to release started, I literally started crying. I get it, dude. Uh, I connect so much with that song, as I never really knew my father either. And to this day, even though I got to know him before he died, I still wonder, can you see me now? The rest of the show was bottled lightning. I'm so glad I have bootlegs of it on disc, digital, and vinyl. The covers were the highlight for me. Hearing Eddie belt out everyday people and let my love open the door were therapy, and still are. That show led me to, have, uh, led me to a love affair that has lasted me over 20-plus years now. I've been to 15 to 20 shows now, including the first night of the PJ20 Festival at Alpine Valley, which broke me down again with the surprise appearance of Chris Cornell and a Temple of the Dog reunion. They played the first four songs off the album in order and the infamous, infamous Ice Bowl show, also at Alpine Valley, on October 8th, 2000. I must admit, I got shitty with them in 2013 and 15 when I was shut out of being uh, getting tickets for Wrigley. Aside from Lollapalooza in 07 and a few one-off benefit shows, those were the only PJ shows I've missed in Chicago since 1995. But I'm excited to report that I'm going to the first night of Wrigley this year. If y'all are going to the show, I dig to meet up and possibly have you on my podcast. Oh, that's cool. You got yourself a little a podcast. I got to check that out. Um, 
Anyway, keep up the good work. I've got many a story to tell and rankings to give. <laughs> P.S. Jeff plays a 12-string bass on Jeremy. Peace, Rude Ruben. That's cool, man. Um, Ruben Hood. Ruben Hood. is a good dude. This is... Um, this is from April. Yeah, but I've been talking to him cool. lately. He is actually the dude with the kind of crazy mixed up extra ticket that he gave to his buddy and his buddy's not going oh, now. Cool. Awesome. That's who, that's who this guy is. Yeah. So, well, and yeah. I, obviously we've talked about a lot since then. I probably should have just left it out of the email. I wasn't thinking, but you know, he was saying if you guys are going to be there or whatever, right. Hopefully if you've yeah. been listening, you know, he, he obviously knows that we are going to yeah. be there. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's kind of so cool. I'm excited that, to read all these people, man. Yeah. It worked out that we actually, like, he was next in line to read his email because, Perfect. you know, yeah. this is the dude it's that's got the extra ticket for us. So Hell yeah. Yeah, Wrigley. Wrigley. Um, well, man, Ruben, thanks so much for writing in, dude. I'm glad we finally got to your story. Yeah, um, we'll definitely. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hey there, we'll Release. <laughs> Oh, name that tune within within one second. I was right, <laughs> yeah, wasn't was, I? That, yes, you were. That Damn was pretty right. good. Uh, <laughs> don't you ever the, doubt me, Brad B. That, <laughs> if it wasn't the Newfound Glory robot song, oh right, that well, it usually is. <laughs> uh, let's see here. We've got. And I just wanted to read. Sorry, I w- would have said I got confused on which YouTube comment we were reading. This is a little bit longer than oh, the yeah. thought I wanted to, and that's why I said I'll just grab the YouTube comment. But yeah, um, thanks again, Ruben. And then we've got a YouTube comment from one of our YouTube peeps, and I'm gonna totally fuck up this name. Um, no, Gregor's Jorgensen. I hope that's right. Um, he says, hey, Brads, love the love for the long road. For long road. I've gotten that as an oper- opener four times. Holy this guy. shit, yeah, dude. Man. Killing me. Um, yeah. As I'm catching up on the episodes, I recently heard your dream set list episode. Brad B. wanted Long Road as the opener. Brad L. wanted Can't Keep. My favorite show that I attended was Vienna 2014. They opened with Long Road and the Can't Keep. <laughs> What the hell? Yeah, man. Gregors, I, I gotta like. I need to like just find you and hang out with you because it ticket, sounds like yeah, good things buddy. just happen. Um, Gregors is my new ticket buddy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> they open with Long Road and the Can't Keep. Holy shit! God, I would have like stroked out right there, right there in GA or wherever I was standing. Uh, that would surely have been the show for you too. Have fun at Wrigley, Greg from Denmark. Thanks so much, Greg. Oh, cool. I can just call you Greg. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for writing in, man. And thanks to all of our YouTube listeners. Appreciate it. Uh, you want to read the other one? Uh, the one that I'm I ready. thought we were doing? Well, we can read both. <laughs> I'm God ready for it. the next one. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping you'd forget about this one. I don't know why I thought you'd just forget. Just go right on by okay. it. Okay. Our friend December Hotel on YouTube. Hmm. Just says, in quotes, as me, please take the slide whistle. Brad, if you're going to do it, you got to at least have your fucking timing right. I didn't even finish the comment, and you came in with the whistle. I couldn't couldn't help it, dude. Yes, you can. 
<laughs> yes, you can. It's like I'm talking to a puppy or a child. <laughs> I couldn't help it. <laughs> I had to do it. I was, I was allowed you're, to do it. You were stalling. Yeah, well. Do right. you feel better now? I do. I got that out of my system. You got to play your little flute? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I hope it doesn't come up again. I'm not responding to that. You want to move on to the next email? <laughs> yes. Kate Coco writes in. Mm-hmm. Hey, music Brad and spaghetti Brad. <laughs> I'm sure the bootleg master, quote unquote, I, I put the quotes in there. I'm not, dude, I, I'm not the bootleg master. That's what you told me when we first started talking about I doing did. this podcast together. That's why I'm the one. I, that's why I refer to you as the bootleg. Uh, I told you I was the master of bootlegs. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're like, man. You're gonna. You're like, hey, bro. Listen, you're gonna really want me on the podcast because I'm from Chicago, and uh, I'm just saying. But they call me the bootleg master. <laughs> you know why they do? I, do. I was I, like, I oh, forgot. really, Brad? That's what they call you, and you're like, yeah, because I'm the fucking master of the bootlegs. I know everything I, about them. I forgot about that conversation. That was your hard sell. Yeah. No, you didn't say that. I just I love that everyone refers to me that as that though. Now, you're welcome. Thank you. All right. I'm sure the bootleg master has heard this many a time. I have, but your talk of the daughter tag this week reminded me of one of my absolute favorite versions of this song. I had to look up what tag. Is on this one. It's R.E.M.'s Wrong Child. And Eddie is singing, I'm not supposed to be like this, but it's okay. I think you put, we heard this in the beginning, maybe? <laughs> I don't know, Brad, did we? <laughs> I don't, I can't remember what I told you to put and not put, so. I think you, you might have put the tag on there. In the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. See, I can't wait to listen to the show. <laughs> Uh, I can't wait to not is, listen to it. I know. <laughs> you should listen to it, dude. We're pretty good. You know, I was taught. You know, I, I told you. I think I told you. That's what we're gonna do for what? eight hours in the car on the oh, way to Wrigley. I will be jumping out of a moving car. <laughs> if that's the I thing. need. No, here's what has to happen: is like I need to. I need to stop being a little. Uh, I don't know what neurotic or. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I, I should go back to, like, just, you know, giving the episode a listen once, you know? Yes. Uh, but you, I just imagined you driving around all the time, and the only thing that's coming out of your iPod, like, at work, on a drive or something, you're just, you're just listening to all of our podcasts multiple times. Yeah. That's what I imagine. Which actually is probably too far from the truth. So maybe, you know, you can calm down a little bit and maybe I'll, you know, maybe give it a little listen from time I need, to time. I need some of the OGs to to write in and give me a good, like, five greatest hits episodes that we can oh, listen to on the way to Chicago. Yeah. No. No, wait, no. No, you <laughs> yes. can listen to them. I don't want to. All right, let's move on. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> Um, his voice is remarkable. I'm so glad he shares it with the world. Those 2000 shows are pretty powerful. Toodaloo. See you in Chicago. Kate. Dude, I cannot. Oh, wait. I didn't see this PS. Oh, yeah. There's a PS. Thanks. It's, it's, 
I laughed harder during this week's episode than ever before, thanks to cheesy hot dogs and the cameo of Lion's Sphincter. Oh my god, did I say something about a sphincter? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, see, this is why I don't listen to the episodes. <laughs> what did I say? I think when I said uh, um, that I ate the raw cheese dogs, you're like, oh dude, my sphincter oh, my just probably clenched up. Yeah. Clenched up, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, okay. And I did get a private message from Kate that she too used to eat raw spaghetti. So it's super there you go. Fucked up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I cannot wait to see Kate. Yeah. To see Kate like like we've hung out a bunch of times. Can't wait to meet Kate. Yeah. It's, it's weird. weird. It's, it's weird saying weird. that because I feel like I have met Kate. I kind of feel like I know Kate. I have yeah. never met Kate. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> like never been yeah. within a thousand miles of that person. Um yeah. it's gonna be a lot of fun. So where does she live again? <laughs> somewhere in New York. Yeah, somewhere. I don't know. Um probably New York City, if I had to guess. She's she's no. she's she really comes off like that kind of person. <laughs> That kind of person. Jesus. You're really setting us up for a good first meeting, aren't you? <laughs> now, I'm guessing more... No, I'm going to say something. An honest guess, and then it's going to be somewhere that totally offends Oh, her. she's more like a Brooklyn hipster? Is that what you're going to say? No. I think you told me that once. No. No, I didn't. Thank you very much. Thanks for trying to get me in trouble. With someone I'm about to meet. Uh... Yeah, I'm not going to say anything. I do want to find out. Have we not? Anyway. Oh, my God. Am I going to ramble this? I, I need yes. some sleep. Yeah, this is. This okay. It's just yeah, going to be one of those episodes, guys. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, You have no excuse. Oh. It's day off for you. I'm, I, high, I'm just man. saying. I'm really. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking them tweeds. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. All I'm right. high on on uh, raw spaghetti and pizza PCP. dough. PCP. Oh, pizza dough. Oh, oh my bad. Yeah, <laughs> and PCP. that. My fault. Uh, all right. I got an email. Thanks a lot, Kate. Um, we got Matt Massey next. Is that true? Yes. That's true. Am I correct? All right, Matt. Mm-hmm. Good friend. He has written in before. Um, Don't you have handwritten notes for everything? Today, like I have no, no piece of paper today. <laughs> I have nothing. I'm actually reading okay. these off my phone this time. Dude, uh, I. you know what's awesome? I don't hmm. think we mentioned it. What? If, if anyone remembers the saga of the lost blue notebook. Oh, that's it, right. My blue notebook has been found. Where was it again? Uh, in a box with like a ton of like old papers and mail that Susan and just never. And bones. Yeah, yeah. That she just never. She like goes through like every six months. That's cool. Did you remember the movie uh, The Burbs? Oh yeah. God, I love that movie. I don't know why yeah, that box movie. of bones and yeah, skulls reminded a, me of that. Yeah, I don't know where you just some fucking memory synapse just fired off. In the recesses of my from. brain. Yeah, holy shit. Now I have to watch it and look for a box of mail. It's so good. And look for it a is box a good of movie. mail. What are you talking about? Well, why did why did the burbs come up when I said, oh, maybe because the skulls? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> come on. So come dope. on, Blazik. Uh, so I... <laughs> Bro, Bro. I'm not trying to harsh your mellow, man, but you gotta fucking <laughs> calm down, man. 
right. All right, Matt Massey. We're just like shitting on all of everyone's emails. Sorry. Um, All right, Matt Massey says, Guys, glad to have you back and that BL is doing better. Thanks, bud. Uh, I'm not going to get too in-depth about Touring Band 2000, but I just wanted to say that I wore this DVD out in college. I was so excited to have an official, clean concert vid, since all I had before this were poorly shot boots on VHS. I never thought about that. That's That was true for me, too. I had yeah. I had that, like, uh, 91 Chicago show on VHS. I think it was 91. Was it 91? I can't remember which like one Metro? I had. Metro? It was Metro, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, I had that on VHS. I had... God, now I can't even remember what other ones out of VHS. I, you know what? I didn't have any of the... I didn't really have any VHS. I had a bunch of, like, the bootleg CDs. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. The only one VHS I had was, like, 96 Bridge School. And it was, like, a dude that must have been, like, all the way in the back. And he recorded the screen... The video screen, like above the stage. Oh, gotcha. And it was so like, I mean, shitty. It was shitty. It was so shitty. Wow. So that was the only one I ever had. Yeah, I I only had like two or three. But every time I was in, I was in a city or something that had a, or even we had like two decent bootleg stores at the time. Uh, here in Birmingham, and one at uh, Auburn, where I went to college, and I found um, a couple more VHS copies of shows before the whole DVD thing started happening. Yeah. But it's just funny. I'd never thought about that before. That was my experience as well. Uh, let's see. Where am I? Oh, watched it uh, at way too high of a volume in my college apartment. Too many times to remember. Loved the bonus featurettes with the unreleased instrumentals, too. Like both of you, I absolutely adore Long Road. Won the 10 Club Ticket Lottery back in Chicago... Uh, oh, wait. Back for Chicago 1 in 2009 and was first row right in front of Jeff. Seats, no GA. And they opened with Long Road. Mm. It was an incredible experience. I get goosebumps just remembering the entire night, but specifically this song. Anyway, I can't believe it's now less than two weeks away from Wrigley. I'll be there for night one. Going to try and hit up Sluggers before the show on Saturday, so I hope to be able to say hi. Talk to you guys later, Matt Massey. Yeah, dude. Again, totally got to try and find a way to meet up. Um, yeah. At least say hi. So, yeah, yeah man. Definitely. Thanks for writing. Sluggers in. is where the wish list pre-parties are taking place, so we're, we're going to try and be in there. And, yeah, dude, two weeks, fucking six days. Six days from from right now when we're recording, so this will be five days from Monday. I I'm just like, oh wait a minute, we leave real. on. Wait, when when do we leave? This Friday, dude. Oh this my Friday. God, I've been. Are so, you fucking so ready? Out of town this whole summer. I can't yeah, it's already here. Holy shit! I know, I know. <sighs> That's what I mean. Like forever, it's been like, oh, that show is in months. I know. That's right? in months. <laughs> That's in months. Six days. Six I know. Days. It's like, jacked oh. up. Yeah. Are you ready for a nine-hour car ride with with you? Slide whistle, Brad. Oh, Dude, I'm bringing you slide bring that motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> no, no, yes. no, 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 not in the car. It's my car. My car. My rules. I'll drive. I don't care. <laughs> You're still not using the. This is no, not. This I'll is drive not, my car. Oh, I will drive gotcha, my gotcha, car. 
No, you won't. That's stupid. <laughs> mm. All right, let's move. Let's let's get to. Thanks, Matt, for writing in. You got yeah. Nice. Thanks, Matt. Uh, can't wait to meet Matt. Um, Mark Radland. Mark. Mark. Yeah. Mark, Brad and Brad, first off, big fan of the podcast. It's refreshing to nerd out on Pearl Jam for a few hours a week. Great work. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, man. Second, I started writing for a website my buddies made recently. It's a metal-themed website, and I'm sort of their quote-unquote rock guy. Wrote an article recently on Stalking Seattle, which is a grunge tour in Seattle, where you drive around the city in a Dodge Caravan looking at different hotspots throughout Seattle's storied music history. The tour caters quite well to Pearl Jam fans. Also, the tour guide Charity is amazing and knows the scene well. I trust your opinion, so I put the link to my column on the bottom, which uh, I'll put up at least on Facebook, uh, maybe Twitter. I know. I think is Instagram. You probably don't know. I think it's Instagram. You what? can't like. You can't like put links into no posts. into comments. You have to put it Com- in your in the bio or like on your. I don't page. Uh, dude, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't. I don't put understand. Links. I don't understand Instagram. Well, I kind of like. It's a pain in the ass every once in a while, but that's one of the things I like about Instagram is that you can't clutter it with a bunch of fucking like, check out my thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It <laughs> well, just kind of keeps it. It keeps it kind of streamlined and simple. Yeah, but you know, uh, what? I want to check out supermetalworld.com keeping grunge alive why can't you because I can't put the link on Instagram we'll talk about this afterwards <laughs> you want to run the Instagram account no that's what I thought no but all I'm saying is that all you have to do is just put it in a different spot and say link in bio if you're wanting to share it is that what you're talking about wanting to share it yeah I want people to be able to, to click on this link that's all I want yeah, it just adds one more step to it. They just hit our name, go to our Yeah, main. but if I did that if I did that for every link that I want people to see, our bio is just gonna be like a hundred different links. Oh. Well yeah, but that's not what Instagram is for. That's my point. You do that shit on Facebook. <laughs> Twitter. Keep my keep my Instagram pure. That's what I say. Without all the bullshit. Mm. You don't agree. Moving on. I want our listeners to have the most information that they can have. Oh, good move, Brad, because I don't. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. I want my Instagram to be perfect. Is that what I said? No clutter. That's exactly what you said. No That's clutter. That's exactly what I said. You know what's funny about this situation is that when we get done, I can just <laughs> go back and play replay for you what I actually said. I, I hope you do. Here. We I'll help you out. There. Now you know. <laughs> this ain't no fake news bullshit on here. You know what I'm saying? This is SBT. Yeah, play it. Play it back. No. Well, I mean, I will, but not right now. Let's move on. Okay. Um, I highly encourage your fans to check out Stalking Seattle, if ever in Seattle. Seattle. Keep up the great work. Yeah, Mark uh, Radlund. I read the article. It fucking sounds awesome, dude. Um, yeah, I, haven't at I hate I hate that we I hate that we couldn't go to Seattle. There was so much cool shit going on. I know, man. And this is just one more thing. But yeah, supermetalworld.com. Well, is hopefully the by the name time, of the website. By the time they play Seattle again, 
Yeah, we can get up there. We'll be a little bit more uh, settled and being able to make stuff like that happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got my fingers crossed for like a like a proper tour next year. Yeah, what I'm hoping is that they do these home shows. I think we've talked about this, right? Like yeah, we're on the yeah. same page. Like hopefully mm-hmm. sometime within like a year, year and a half of these U.S. shows happening – There'll be some sort of record, and then some more U.S. shows for, to support the record. That yeah. would that would be perfect. That'd be awesome. Anyway, um, all right, cool. Thanks, Mark. Let's see what we got next. Ryan Smith. Uh, he's one of our. Speaking of Instagram, this is the same one. He's one of our Instagram buds. Uh, he says, hey guys, I love the recent episode on Touring Band 2000, especially the part about Kim Schaefer signing the lyrics on Given to Fly. It's sad to know that the Pearl Jam community lost such a beautiful spirit. I love seeing Eddie interact with the fans. He always treats them with such respect and grace. The little addition of Blazy playing the side... Oh, God. The little addition of Blazy playing the slide whistle at the end was not only funny, but it made me come to a realization... He is a clown. So if Lions is music, Brad, I think Blazik should be sideshow, Brad. In parentheses, please, Brad B., for the love of all things decent, please do not, N-O-T, do not attempt to do a Kelsey Grammer impression. Hmm. Keep on rocking in the free world and just breathe. Cheers, Ryan. Did you like cheers? See what he did there? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. I see it. I don't know if I could do a Kelsey Grammer impression. Did you ever watch Frasier? Yeah. I did. Did you you liked it? Yeah, I mean, it's a funny show. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't like dialed in like every episode or anything, but definitely if it was on, it was like, yeah, oh, yeah I'm going to watch this. But uh yeah. I don't know. Niles. It sounded like you were um, someone <laughs> was he trying to choke that's you how out. He talks. Oh, Niles, come over. That here. is not at all how he talks. <laughs> that sounds like someone having some sort of brain well, malfunction. Well, let's hear your your Kelsey grammar. I don't have one. Oh, <laughs> we'll make this real quick. Don't have it. Doesn't exist. All right. Well, done. I do. I, I got to say the the sideshow. Brad, I like is, that. I love it. That's I love fucking it on so point. Much. Yeah, Ugh. Simpsons, early Simpsons Big was the clown. fucking bomb. <laughs> Big fucking clown. That's Brad B. <laughs> Don't you love yeah. my slide whistle? <laughs> no. Why? Yeah. Why do you hate it so much? I, it's I, fun. I, mean, I, it's <laughs> I know. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I just. I'm just really afraid of it. Uh, you know, too much overuse. Yeah, getting old. You got to keep it classy. Know, <laughs> That's me. That's classy so, Brad. That was so out the window. Episode one. <laughs> classy. What am I even saying? That's not even a funny joke. Yeah, I. Yeah, we tried. I tried to be classy, and then that I was just like, no, I got to be me. All right. Clown. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's move on to the next one. Thanks, Ryan, for writing in. Yeah. Um. John? Yeah. Is this John Farrar? It is John Farrar. John Farrar. Our he buddy says, JF. Brad Brad, like Hail Hail. <laughs> I like Can that. Can you sing it? Sing what? Sing sing 
Hail, hail, but use Brad, Brad. Brad, Brads are the holy ones. I just made us holy in that version. I don't know why. It just seemed to fit. What that was. Holy shit. That wasn't a good Eddie Vedder impression. I don't um, even know what you obviously. were singing. What song was that? Instead of, hail, hail, the lucky ones. I said, Brad, Brad are the holy I don't know. What are you saying? Oh, the holy one. I don't know why I said that. I- I, yeah, I don't either. I mean, and then you said it said it again. I was gonna make up lyrics, and that's what came out. Uh, let's just this episode's over. Let's just this is this <laughs> isn't gonna work. It's not you. It's me. I can't wait to hear this five times in a row this week. Oh, <clears throat> Enjoy. I can't this. wait to never experience it again. <laughs> so let's keep moving. Oh, we're listening to it. <laughs> La- you know, I, did we peak? Because last year, last week's episode was pretty funny, and we got pretty good feedback on it. Oh, really? Last week was a yeah. funny episode? I think so, yeah. Cool. So this week is like the opposite. <laughs> John says, uh, enjoyed this episode despite nearly getting sick, hearing Brad V talk about eating raw cheese dogs and watching a Slipknot DVD. I don't know which is worse, honestly. God, I'm Sorry, so John. with you, John. <laughs> I probably watched this DVD the uh, 25 times back when it came out. He's talking about Turing Band. And then shelved it until recently. Everyone remembers it for the Given to Fly performance, and rightly so, but there are so many highlights. Binaural songs really work well live. I don't understand why they don't go back to these songs for more current shows. I'm, I agree I with agree. that. Um, there was a Canadian show back on the Lightning Bolt tour where they played it. They played it all the way through. Uh, it was Toronto. Worth your time to track down for sure. I've heard that that boot many times. I think I sent that yeah, to you. Yeah, you sent it you, to me. Did we? We didn't. No, we didn't. We didn't do a show on that, but we should. Totally, I'm down with it. <laughs> Sorry, did I interrupt Sorry. you? I really thought I was like. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm trying to quit smoking. I bought one of those yeah. uh, jewels. And uh, and I was like, oh, okay, he's reading an email. I need to get this thing off the charger. I can, like, slide my chair over here real quick to the outlet. Nope. And it was like, hey, Brad. Hey, Brad. Answer this question. I'm talking to you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. Sorry. No, you're good. All right. I, I won't stop. Go ahead. Smoke up, Johnny. No, I'm not. Um, <sighs> I... Uh-huh. I love Leatherman. It was on the Given to Fly single. Yeah, we fucked that up. We heard from a few people about Leatherman. Because th- we were saying we couldn't remember what it was on. Oh, gotcha. But it was on the Given to Fly single. I'd like to know why it wasn't on Lost Dogs. Did they forget about it? I think Ed probably wanted to keep it hidden. Seems like something he would do. Yield era B-sides and outtakes were underrated. You, Leatherman, Happy When I'm Crying, Drifting, Strangest Tribe, etc. I'm with him, dude. I I love um I love you and Leatherman. Uh hell yeah. Those are and I don't know why they're not on Lost Dogs. I guess I don't know. Another another Lost Dogs. That'd um be, it's funny uh, uh huh. I was just gonna say that'd be really cool actually. If they yeah. if they, you know, Stayed uh, together long enough to have another Lost Dogs. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Like a whole other collection. Yeah. Since then. 
It's funny. It seems like every time you guys can't remember who emailed about something, it was me. <laughs> ah! Yeah, Brad L. I love it. <laughs> I put the studio version of Do the Evolution 7th on Yield. I stand by it. It's one of the top five or six live songs, though. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> I love that part. Okay, so he's saying that he loves it live, but as far as what's on the record, he'd put it for further Yes. Back. Okay, cool. Yeah. I get that. Um, he ends with saying, have fun in Chicago, guys. I can hear it now. Ed gets on the mic. Quote, our Brad and Brad here. There's these two guys. They started a podcast about our band. I didn't even know what a podcast was. It's called Single Podcast Theory. Anyway, this one's for them. (laughs) (laughs) I love that he used that opportunity to totally just... Take the piss out of Brad. <laughs> this event. Oh, dude, I would, I, I would cry. You'd love it though. Yeah, absolutely. I would love it. Yeah. I would fucking love it. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, and I think somebody else wrote or mentioned. I think it was on Facebook saying that like, um, they're gonna play Mankind just for you. For me, and I'm like, that would be awesome. That would be. Like, I they, love it, dude. They go from I'd they go from so... dissident into mankind. Yeah, <laughs> our two least favorite Pearl Jam. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, yeah. there is a difference though because mankind is like not. It's not. First of all, it's not my least favorite Pearl Jam song. Right. Uh, but it would be maybe not. But I actually, I have turned the corner on that song. I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I just had a thing about it for some reason. Yeah. Maybe it's because yeah. it was, you know, a track. On my favorite Pearl Jam record, that Eddie wasn't singing, and maybe yeah. I felt no, I get or something. It. But um, well, and it's like but you really don't like Dissident, <laughs> right? Yeah, that, which I think is, is super yeah. fucked up. But a lot more people are on your side as far as mankind goes true. than they are on mine, right? With Dissident, but I I highly doubt these dudes even know about us. So oh, yeah, I'd I'm not worried about it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, thank you, John. Uh, actually, I'm going to address something that was in the end of his email. Might as well do mm. it real quick. Uh, he's asking about, he's like, I get a t-shirt, right? Because John is one of our patrons um, that we're very thankful for. And he's like, I get a t-shirt, right? And maybe this was written before I, don't, I addressed this episode or, or two ago. But we do have the t-shirts in. But they came in, like, right before I left out on the road. So this week I'm going to be sending t-shirts out. So... They are officially now going to be on their way, which I'm super psyched about. And I really appreciate everyone's patience while we dealt with (laughs) what what ended up being like two and a half months of bullshit trying to get t-shirts. So, um, yes, those are coming. And, uh, yeah, that's all I had to say. Who we got next? We got Bagel. Thanks again, John. Um... The title of this email is Touring Band, What's Up Doc, Want a Box of Spaghetti. <laughs> Maybe one of the best subject headings we've gotten so far. I'm pretty sure Bagel also tweeted at us a... He did a gif a, of, a of GIF. Bugs Bunny chomping on a fucking <laughs> carrot. Yeah. Love it. And someone else, it might have been him, There's there was a few. It was like a a hamster eating spaghetti <laughs> probably <laughs> like 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 a rabbit it, it was so funny <laughs> uh all right here we go he says uh i can't keep track of your nicknames any longer so mm-hmm. i'm just mm-hmm. going to call you brad and slide whistle guy <coughs> sorry 
Hello, Burpee. Uh, bummed that I will not be able to meet you out in Wrigleyville. My Pearl Jam adventures take me eastbound to Fenway night two. Enjoy. Can't wait to see the visual devastation laid down by the SBT Road Warriors. Yeah. Funny quick anecdote about touring band. I've never been a huge fan of music films. Let's face it. I was one of those annoying types on message boards in the late 90s and 2000s that would chastise people for not listening, in quotes, to the music. Oh, man. Bagel, you pretentious prick. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so even when the release came out, I sort of barely watched it. But I dug out. Uh, but I dug it out maybe six months ago, and watching it in hindsight at this point, super enjoyable. The one thing I always liked about it was that they went with the raw, handheld 16mm nothing fancy schmancy like a slide whistle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I scanned the email when it came in, I didn't see that part. Yeah, oh, that really got me. All fancy, right. fancy schmancy. Yeah, man. I mean, he, he gets bonus points for using that term. I love it. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a great <laughs> snapshot in time. Some someday, hopefully, the band will either just cave in and release the 1995 Pearl Jam tour movie. Uh, I wish they would do that too. Uh, in, that's the that's the Australian one, right? Yeah, it's like the quote unquote Vitology yeah, documentary. Yeah, yeah. That, I think is how you yeah. search it on YouTube. Yeah, that thing is. Awesome. I think there's only like one place where it's posted or something, but yeah, uh, I th- you know what? I think it's on Vimeo. It's it is. One of those that's weird, what it is. It's, it's Vimeo. It's weird, not even YouTube. You can't find it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Blah 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 blah. Where was I? Uh. Oh my god, I've lost my spot. <laughs> oh. Uh, someday, hopefully, the band will either just cave in and release the 1995 Pearl Jam tour movie in better quality than the bootlegs that surfaced in the early 2000s, or perhaps someone in their camp will at least explain why it was scrapped as a project. Lots of similar vibes to Touring Band. Uh, gotta go. Just dropped a coin on Vault 8 release. Oh, just drop coin on Vault 8 release and the Newbury Comics reissue of the April 12th, 1994 Orpheum Theater show on vinyl. Whistles and thistles. <laughs> In parentheses, he says, I have no idea what that means. Bagel. I, I don't either, but I love it. Yeah, man. Uh, what was I about to say? Yeah, I was just going to say that, that that 95 doc that I guess is on Vimeo or whatever... Um, I watch that a lot, actually. I think it's if it could get like cleaned up and mm-hmm. whatever and put out. I think it's killer, man. I love it. Yeah, it's really interesting. Some of some of that footage is in uh, Pearl Jam Twenty, isn't it? A little bit, I think. Um, Just yeah. The the only thing, actually, you know what? There is something that really bums me out about that one, though, is that that I don't understand the reasoning for it, which is like. You know, most of their tour stuff, and maybe this is like they got to a certain place in the editing of the film and then decided not to put it out or whatever it was. But, like, I think there's a few songs that get repeated. Hmm. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll have to go back and watch it again. But I don't, yeah. I don't or maybe know. I just saw I, like a weird version of it or something. But, yeah. I feel like there was a couple of songs where it was like they already played that one. I don't want to is see that, the that one, one again. that's real shaky. shaky. And then there's a well, version. I mean, there's a lot of handheld stuff that's like in between songs and stuff. I think someone went and put a um, put it through a like stabilizer. Hmm. Oh, really? Have you ever seen that? Yeah, it's the picture is stable, but like the black bars, 
on the sides and the top, now they like shake like crazy. It's hmm. really a weird thing. Interesting. Well, but it's but anyway. It's cool though. I mean, Eddie with his wig. Yeah. In that on that on that video. Yeah. Sitting on the toilet, smoking a joint <laughs> in like you know Shanghai or something. Where I right. don't remember where they were exactly, but um. Yeah, it's crazy. I love it. Thanks, Bagel. Uh, yeah, we got one too more? bad we're not going to see him. I know, dude. Well, it'll happen at some point. Yeah. We'll figure it yeah. out. Uh, all right, we got one more left. Randy. This is uh, this is an interesting one. I, I, I don't know if, if you looked at this one before the show, but he's got a little um, challenge for us. Okay, cool. Randy says, hey, Sideshow Brad and Bleeding Gums Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I got the gross one. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> if Brad B. gets to be Sideshow because of the slide whistle, then Brad L. can't just be Music Brad. So he gets a Simpsons reference, too, which in turn is also a music reference. Perfect, dude. Hell yeah. Bleeding Gum. Be- bleeding Gums. I can't even say Jesus. it. Bleeding Gums Lions. Easy for you to say. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Seattle shows this week were awesome, especially Friday night's marathon. I'm on the East Coast, so I was up until 3 a.m. in bed listening. Uh, With my fiancé asleep next to me, I had to resist all my joy and excitement that would have led to a holy shit when Kim Thale and Mudhoney came out to play Search and Destroy, one of my favorite rock-out tunes ever. I don't know how often the band will go back to it on their own, but all I have to say is that Friday's crowd in Seattle was a lucky, lucky bunch. Um, yeah, dude. Uh-huh. I mean, we'll get into it here in a minute, but yeah. yeah, Search and Destroy, that was pretty fucking awesome. Hell yeah. Speaking of my fiance, I come to you asking for some advice as it comes to my wedding that's about a year away. Every big thing is done. Venue booked, photographer flowers, a killer band. All of that is set. There's one major thing we haven't decided on, and that's a first dance song. Mm. Some options we've thrown around have included sirens, but she says you can't really dance to it. Longing to Belong, which is an Eddie ukulele song, is on our list. The ones I really, the one I really wanted to use was Throw Your Arms Around Me, and it would have been perfect until you listen to the lyrics and realize it's about a one-night <laughs> stand. <laughs> I looked at the lyrics. I, I, I don't know if I really, if it's that, like, obvious. Yeah. Um, and, and actually, when I started first reading this, like, before I even got to that part, that sentence, I'm like, I would... That's what I would have um, recommended. Yeah, is it a little too close to like you know people using like every breath you take or something like that? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I know it's not that obvious or whatever, but yeah, I don't know. know. Well, the reason I would pick that one is just for like personal reasons because when I was at Wrigley last time, I think it was night two. But Eddie started telling a story about that he, you know, he got an email from some girl and she surprised her soldier husband with tickets to the show and he got them up on stage and they sat down like on the side of the stage and Mm -hmm. Eddie started playing Throw Your Arms Around Me for them. I gotcha. That's cool. And like, but like within like the first or second verse, he, the soldier, like got down on his knee and proposed to her. Boom. 
And I was just like, oh, I love you, Susan. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I would, I, you know, I told him I'd, I'd recommend that song. But uh, it goes on, there aren't many other options I can think of besides Thin Air. And I know a couple that use that, so I don't want to go that route. I pose this question to both of you. What do you think are other good Pearl Jam options for a first dance? Uh, also, I haven't picked my Mama-san dance. Get it? Mama son, Mama son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really <laughs> the uh, mother son dance. I really like to use light years, but it's about death, so it's weird. Any good songs you can think of for a dance with my mom? Uh, I know you guys like a challenge, so I appreciate you being up to the test. Let, you want to go through this real quick before we get to the next part of his email? Yeah, yeah. You got any? You got any songs? Well, you would I don't. Recommend? I'd have to. I'd have to think through the lyrics. But the first yeah. song that came to me was actually "Come Back." Oh, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good, like a slow dance kind of waltz. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, it's, a per, it's that, like I said before, like that kind of Otis Redding in, in three waltz kind of slow, be easy to slow dance to, you know? Yeah. Um, but I don't know yeah. that the, I don't know that the lyrics would really, like I said, I have to listen to it again or look at them. But um, do you have any thoughts? Does anything hit I mean, your head? I was thinking just breathe, cause, mm. man, yeah, that song, that song gets me every time, and even the lyrics, like you can't, you can't like, there's pretty much only one way to, uh, what's the word? <sighs> interpret God what? Damn it. Yeah, interpret those lyrics. Right. So I'm trying to think, and uh, the mother. The months, the dance with the mom, like oh man, that one like every song is about like a man and a woman relationship, not like your mom. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> not your mom, uh, right? Yeah. Well, sorry. As you're talking, I'm also trying to think of what what makes it what makes this a hard project is lyrically, because right. Eddie doesn't really write sentimental love songs. Right, and I'm not familiar enough with his like solo record stuff to be able to draw from that. For me, I have to purely draw yeah. from Pearl Jam, and it's like um, I, I can't think of a lyric either for a first dance or for the mother son dance that that would really just I don't know fit that sentiment. You know what I mean? Yeah, now, I came up with like maybe wish list because it's kind of like I don't know. Yeah, Lyrically. it gets closer, I guess, but... Yeah. And pair parachutes? Like, parachutes is uh, just kind of like yeah. a nice little kind of emotional type song. I don't know. Yeah, I'd have to think about it some more. It's funny. Pearl Jam, I feel like, is a really hard band to do something like that yeah. with. But. Well, and then I, I, I emailed them back. I thought about this for a long time, and then fucking, like, I couldn't really come up with too much, but I was thinking Last Kiss. Now... I don't know. I know a lot of fans don't like that song, but like, you know, that song, I don't know how old his mother is, but she might recognize that song like from the original version. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, or even the Pearl Jam version. I mean, how that song came out 20 years ago, right? 15, yeah, 20 years ago. I mean, weird? she might be a fan. She, I'm sure she probably heard it before. And that, I don't know if you're, I'm just thinking of like trying to be, like put on like a crowd pleaser type song. Yeah, but the lyric is you know 
Where, oh, where yeah. can my baby be? The Lord took her away from me. Yeah, I know. Look. Boo. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't work. Okay. Well, then play dance. That's what I'm dance. saying is like all the lyrics. That's what throw like. How about a lie? I mean, black is a great like slower kind of thing, yeah. but you're not going to yeah. fucking. That's a heartbreaker. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with you. I'm so sad. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know. No, I I'll know. have to think about it some more. That's a good challenge. I'll have to think about I, Just whatever you do, do not dance to Better Man. No. Because. Mm. Or Alive. What are you talking about? Especially not the mother. That was, <laughs> okay, that was a joke. Good. Yes. I was like, Brad, I'm glad you got it. Uh, <laughs> you might need to think that one out a little bit more. <laughs> Um, cool. Yeah. Is that the end of the uh, What's that? Oh, nothing. I couldn't tell. I don't remember if that was the end of the email. No, he goes on to, he has a moment of zen. Oh. He wants, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, now for your Pearl Jam moment of zen, you guys discussed on the Versus podcast that there's possible correlation to daughter and rearview mirror with the lines, the shades go down, and finally the shades are raised. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen this theory thrown out there before, but I think I found a similar one on 10. I've never seen this before Interesting. either. Interesting, okay. It's pretty cool, yeah. The, the song Deep has been... Uh, has kind of been interpreted to be about heroin addiction, maybe even a touch of suicidal thoughts spiced in. But the opening line, quote, on the edge windowsill, ponders his maker, ponders his will, unquote, I believe has a direct correlation to the ensuing album track. In release, we go back to the windowsill. I see the world, feel the chill, which way to go, windowsill. If you listen to the songs and kind of understand the emotions of someone that might be going through this nasty rough patch, when you think that the songs have the same character being portrayed, Deep seems to be a low point in someone's life, but maybe the same person later down the line in the time, uh, in the time release would take place now has a chance to reflect, obviously on the same windowsill in which he pondered suicide and or shot heroin. In reality, I know release is way more personal to Eddie, and it's pretty much known that Eddie never had a major heroin problem. So it's possible that in his eyes, writing it, he might not have he might not be making the connection. But I'm not a genius, and I'm probably not the first or last person to ever think this. It's just food for thought for Pearl Jam fans that literally have nothing better to do with their <laughs> lives. Yet listening to Pearl Jam is pretty damn good in the first place. Uh, we'll catch up after Masula and Wrigley. Peace, guys. Randy. Thanks, Randy. That's yeah, cool. Thanks, I never, um, yeah, the windowsill reference. Yeah, I never put it together, but he makes a really good point. You know, it is funny though that in a way, uh, every time I listen to those songs, because those are two of my favorite songs off of Ten, both of those, uh, Deep and Release. Whenever he's saying windowsill attached, like my bedroom growing up and in high school, I could open my the window. I was on, I was upstairs, um, mm-hmm. and Ooh, the, fancy, and it uh, opened up to a part of our roof that I could sit on. You know, like just literally step out my window, and I oh, used dude. to, I used to keep uh, my little. My little CD player, tape player, boombox, like yeah, and I would set it in the windowsill, 
and then, you know, keep my hidden pack of cigarettes or, you know, whatever right. it was I was doing out there uh, on the windowsill. So every time I heard those songs, I, I attached something that had nothing to do with the song, but from my own life, just like, because I would sit and listen to lots of music out there by myself. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I never made the connection that the reference was in both of those songs, if that makes any sense. I never did either. That's weird. So I'm glad that we got That's this cool. email. I just think, you know, like all the songs were probably written uh, around the, around same, the time. same time. And, yeah. you know, that it's subconsciously the th- same themes, at least, are going to come up and mix their way throughout each lyric. So, Well, and from a I'm, songwriting perspective, too, like it makes me think... Like I know I've done this in the past, and I'm I'm just talking about the you know the act of it. I'm not comparing myself as a songwriter to Eddie Vedder. I'm just saying that you you do write you know in these kind of like bursts a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And I would notice like okay, I had this like period of oh, a couple weeks that I wrote these six songs, and I'm looking through lyrics, and I'm like, oh, I say you know I say windowsill in this song, so I. I should probably take it out of this song because I'm so close to it. It feels like you're repeating yourself in a negative way. But now I'm thinking about like, actually that's pretty, that's kind of cool because you are like representing a snapshot of time and it can mean two different things in these two different songs. And, and how many people are really going to notice that anyway? Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, and Eddie's a big who fan Mm -hmm. and they did, you know, like, uh, what do you call those? Uh, concept albums sure yeah you know so Mm -hmm. i could totally make the leap that he was writing you know one character in all these songs or a few different characters that know each other right well i mean just just like the the mama son demo thing that was a Mm -hmm. kind of a a journey you know what i mean just the three songs so he definitely does that for sure um that's cool though i never thought about that before thanks for bringing that up dude uh, all right, cool. That was it for the emails. Let's uh, let's tell everyone about Patreon real quick, since they already know about it. But I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> thanks. Hey, every show is someone's first. That's very true. We should we should probably just make a little thirty second little commercial that we just play. We should. So we don't we have to steal. Worry about saying the right thing every time. Um, yeah. But seriously, go ahead. We consider anyone that listens to this show a supporter of the show, first of all. But um, yes, if if you do feel like you wanted to give more to help keep this going, we do have a Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash single podcast theory. We've (laughs) again, thanks for all the the patience uh, with the people that are patrons right now. Um, as we can kind of learn how to do this and get things going, but we're in a good spot now. We got our t-shirts, all that kind of stuff. So if you want to check out different incentives, you can do that, um, at the Patreon website. And if you're in a position in life where you can give a little extra to help us with, uh, you know, cause this is not our job. We have jobs and we just do this cause we love it. And, uh, there's some things that we'd like to be able to do to improve the show without, uh, yeah, breaking our own bank accounts and our wives killing us. So any little bit of support or a lot of a lot of support would help as well. So thanks to everyone. But what? 
You just yelled butt in my ears. Sorry. But I was going to say, if you can't, don't worry about it. Absolutely. Like, we appreciate it if you can, but, like, I mean, if you can't. And that's what just, I said at the top. Like, we, if you just listen to this show, you're a supporter of the show. We're not yeah. trying to make a hierarchy here, you know? But, yeah. Um, and we and that's the other part of the patrons that we want to be able to continue doing this for free. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> we don't want to go to some sort of like right. subscription model or anything like that. Yeah. We want it to be free, and anyone that isn't, like I said, in a position to help, uh, that just helps us do that. So you yeah. check that out there. That's Brought all we'll say you about that. By me undies. Me undies. <laughs> uh, also. If you would like to, uh, Brad B, especially right now, since I've taken all social media off of my phone, mm-hmm. um, we Get do have, we are on the socials and oh yeah, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> I am on the socials. You are on the socials. <laughs> um, I'll probably come back at some point. I just need, yeah, jump I just in, need dude. Some, I just need some separation from all, all that. You need to, you need to go on Facebook one day and just post like, this is, this is Brad L. And that's Hi. all it'll say. Yeah, yeah. And people will fucking freak out. <laughs> uh, I'll do it. I'll get back. Like, oh my God, he's here. He he, he really or exists. Just, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not me. Oh man, what if that was... What if I was doing both voices, like both sides of the conversation? You'd, you should be a millionaire then. I came up with these two characters... Brad and Brad. Real creative. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't even think of a second name. <laughs> Dumbass. Brad. And it's Brad. because it's because Brad and Brad are both two separate uh identities of the same person. Brad. The you're real like, Brad. You're like split. Did you ever see that yeah. movie? Oh yeah, I love it. Yeah. That's that was yeah. terrifying. Remember? Movie. We saw it. Oh, did we watch that together? <laughs> did we really? You're me, dude. So if I oh, saw it, you saw it, and we up. saw it together. <laughs> you lost me there for a second. That was my fault. Yeah, I, see, yeah, I know. I feel, Sorry. I fell off the ride. No, we didn't watch that together. Um, yeah, hit us up with the socials, and that's it. That's all the housekeeping for today. So let's move into housekeeping. Want me to pillow? Want me to jerk you off? For the love of God, let me sleep. Fat guy in a little coat. Fat guy in a little coat. What'd you do? God damn. That's probably my favorite part in the whole fucking movie. The door the falls little, off. Yeah. What'd you do? Oh, at the gas station? Yes. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. everyone. These are all Tommy Boy references if you don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Um... All right, so this it's is what, so, dude. Yeah, go on. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, this is what we're gonna do this week. Um, <laughs> yes, we're just gonna be talking about well, the beginning of the home shows, basically. Yeah. So we've had the two uh, Seattle Safeco shows happen, um, and we're not gonna do like a. Obviously, it's not gonna be a review <laughs> episode because we weren't there, and there's not yeah. enough like YouTube com- content and stuff like that out yet to really kind of take a deep dive, but. Since these are, you know, two of the the few U.S. shows that they're doing on these runs, uh, and obviously it's their quote unquote hometown, so yeah, these are, which is I special. Exp- I was trying to explain to Susan that these shows were kind of 
special shows. This isn't just like a regular tour, you know? Right. It was kind of a bigger deal than, oh, we're just playing some shows. Yeah. Um, sorry, I thought we just stopped I, recording. Sorry, that's oh why God. I was quiet for a second. I no, we're good. Cut, yeah. We're good. Okay, good. Um, I thought I kind of I kind of cut you off. I didn't mean to. Yeah, you did. But we'll talk about that <clears> later. It's fine. Okay. Um, oh God. <laughs> when I give you your lashings Chicago. after the episode's over, <laughs> like, like every now. week. I <laughs> know. You're like fuck it. No, well you, you you can come with me, but you just have to Got stay it. in the car. I'll bring you. I'll bring you dog food and water. That's oh, all you get God. the whole time. Ooh, dog food! I never. And I'll dog eat food. Chicago pizza right in front of you. <laughs> you fucker! I like just stick it you, right you under your nose it. and let you smell it. Yeah. And then oh. then a Chicago dog. Yeah. Now piss all over the seat like a puppy. What would really piss you off? A little deep dish? Is that what you like? You want me to bring some Chicago deep dish? Um. Uh, yeah. What's, what's your any, jam? Uh. No, I mean I like deep dish, but I I like regular thin crust better, to be honest. Yeah, dude. It's fucking there's a place New York called, shit. I think I told no fuck New York. Okay, <laughs> we need to stop this conversation right now. Don't you ever fuck say, New York pizza? Excuse me. That's whatever, what dude. All right, uh, you're crazy. Anyway. Because I like I like New York pizza. I'm crazy because I like New York <laughs> pizza. Well, I'm in you pretty should, good company then, because there's, there's millions more, of people that love New York pizza. There is more than just deep dish pizza in Chicago. Okay, I mean I, I'm aware of that, but oh, oh okay, but they are known as like a, a deep yeah. dish. Yeah, yes, vibe. that's true. Yeah, yeah. There's a place I probably mentioned this before called Home Run Inn. Yeah, they have they have like my favorite pizza in Chicago. And there's one like a mile from Wrigley, and we're going. Yeah, we are. Yeah, or we are. I'm going. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going Look with you. Us. If I'm Chicago, cool I'm going to gonna a, eat some fucking pizza. I wonder if we could go. I wonder if we could go hang out in the bar at at Home Run Inn on Sunday. That'd be fucking cool. That would be cool. Um, all right, well, let's talk about these shows, uh, <laughs> or else we'll never end this episode. And Dude, I'll I never could, get we home. Could do a, yeah, we could do a whole like five hour episode on Chicago pizza or food in general. So. We should stop that right that's now. So sad. That's totally true. <laughs> oh my god. Um, all right, let's see here. So let's start with night one. Um, okay. So we've got it was August eighth, um, Safeco Field, and they walked on to little I Davinita from Vitology. Do they do that a yeah. lot? I, I, or is not that, that kind I'm of a aware thing? of. I don't think I've ever heard that before, I, but. Yeah, I don't think they have done that very often. Okay, cool. Um, anyway, so obviously, the all right. How would you think in general before we kind of dig in a little bit? What did you think about this set list for night one? Oh, I thought it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, mean they. Um, so would that be your preferred night as far as set list? Oh, do you think no? It, is, Okay, you like I think, night two better? I think night two was better, yeah. Okay, cool, because that's how I felt. I was just curious. Yeah. Night two was definitely better, which is kind of the normal thing. Right. Like, night two is always seems like it's better. Well, and I bet but, for diehards, <clears throat> that just means a lot more maybe deep cuts and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's, but, dude, I mean, they I mean, a lot they of, open with long, long Road. I know. That, that's what I was about to say, too. We're talking about Pearl Jam, which, like... 
for Pearl Jam fans, there aren't really deep cuts, I don't think. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, even like, quote unquote, obscure songs aren't obscure if you're a Pearl Jam fan. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love yeah. that. But I mean, it's just that, all right, let's just do it then. I mean, night one, they open with Long Road into release. Yeah, dude. I mean, how did the world not explode? <laughs> Yeah, that that's that like was incredible. Crossing the streams and, actually, and Gro- Ghostbusters, you would yeah, think that that would like, just be too much, but no. Yeah, it was it was almost too much to bear. And I was actually watching it on Facebook Live. There was people, you know, streaming, and I couldn't fucking believe it. That's crazy. I man. couldn't believe. I mean, it's awesome when they open Long Road, and I'm like, okay, then I wonder what the next song is. Probably, you know something slow because they've kind of gotten to this groove of playing a few slow ones right but to 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 hear a release well dude that's i was thing. like i can't because in my head the whole time long road's playing i'm like okay, okay no release they're gonna open the show they're gonna play release tomorrow they're gonna right, open with exactly. a release on night two that's awesome long road and release night back to back and they fucking play release that's what i'm saying if i was there and they started long road i would have oh. been fr- uh, <laughs> fucking flipping my shit because i'd be so happy yeah but th- in, the, in the back of my head i'm like okay well i know i'm not getting released tonight then you right know what i mean <laughs> and yeah. then yeah uh-uh incredible that's so fucking ugh. That's too much emotion in the first 10 minutes of the show. Um, yeah. But for me, let me just be careful about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Low Light, is, I, it is a great song. Everyone hear me say that. But Elderly, a Low Light, an elderly woman after Long Road and released to me, just for me, is like wasted opportunity. If that makes any sense. I mean, first of all, I don't know how you follow up Long Road into release, period. Right. I don't know that there's a good way to do that. But for me, it's not doing two more of the warm-up openers. Uh, Dude, I am right there with you. I I mean, I I like Low Light and I like Elderly Woman. Uh, Absolutely. And I wouldn't mind hearing them. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, the first four songs are just so like it's too much it's too slow all in the same moment like i always loved that back in the day they would open with release and then fucking you know hail hail or corduroy or you know what i mean sure um but man low the low light and then elderly woman after those two slow it's like it's too much slow stuff like i just feel like you gotta you gotta fucking pull the plug on low light at least and mm-hmm. go release elderly woman corduroy or just go release yeah. into corduroy and put those two songs right like w- one later may- like maybe put elderly woman somewhere at the back of the first set and then maybe open the second yeah. set or the first encore with low yeah. light that'd be awesome you know yeah but but they've been doing this for the last few tours. Like they just pretty much always will play three or four slow ones to start out with. And I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't know, I don't know if it's the band trying to just to get warmed up, or yeah. if 
I don't know. That's a pretty long warm-up, though. But anyway, yeah. uh, again, great songs. It's not like if I had been there, I'd been, like, fucking pouting or whatever. I'm just saying. Yeah. Look at the set list. Like, that would have been my initial thought. Um, yeah. But then, yeah. Yeah, dude. If I'm there, if I'm there, I'm singing along to every word. I'm getting into it. Sure. So, you know. Yep. Uh Okay, so then we get corduroy. I mean, but then it's just like kind of no bullshit for a while, right? right? You go corduroy and yeah, yes. to go into evolution. Damn. Uh, yeah. And to throw your hatred down and to mind your manners. Into lightning bolt. Like, that's all up, you know? Yeah. Um, and I love all of those songs. Dude, throw your hatred down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you're not the mirror ball guy that I am, but... When I saw that, I just was like, I'm f- I am can't fucking believe this. What are you like, talking about? Should... I'm not the mirror ball guy that you are. What does that mean? <laughs> like, I, I fucking love mirror ball. What am I thinking of then? Oh, I don't know. It's not mirror I'm thinking ball. Of, I'm thinking of Mad Season. <laughs> yes, you are. Because I. Okay. Oh, my God. All you right. scared the shit out of me just then. I was yeah. like, Sorry, did, on I a podcast, a... did I say I don't like Mirrorball that much? Because no, I, I need I to get my brain, brain checked. Okay, cool. I was thinking the whole like Temple of the Dog versus Mad Season and where we both stand on those gotcha. two. And I was putting Mirrorball as Mad Season. Oh, man. You scared me. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, it's like, there's no way I said anything to that effect. No, no, dude. That's all me. Cool. Look, I, dude, I say shit wrong all the time. Hmm. Me too. I'm, yeah. Did you hear? <laughs> I shouldn't even say it. <laughs> but you're gonna. Yeah. Did you hear Paul Moak chopped all his dreads off? <laughs> Brad. Yes. You liar. Did you hear Brad Lyons does not like Mirabal? I know, exactly. Did you... <laughs> Did you hear... That Brad Lyons likes to give blowjobs to hobos for pocket change behind the dumpster of an Arby's. Did you hear that? It's got to be true. That actually, I have heard. <laughs> oh God, it's a blowbo. I give blowbos. Blowbos. Hey, we should mention. Speaking of Paul Moak, what you were on Metal P podcast last week? I was. Yes, it was fun. It was another just kind of was, last minute, yeah. like I was popping into town before I went on the road. What's so funny? Yeah. Fucking Did you rip one again? Crusher. Oh, yeah. I'm no. the bone crusher, dude. You didn't know that? Did that? Was that just from that show or has that like come up before? No, that just that happened like on the show. On the spot. That yeah. was funny. I just love that they kept going back to that. Yeah, that and uh, man, I'm telling you, I might print them up if they don't. The Paul question mark shirts. Didn't oh we, yeah! Did we talk about that on that episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. Um, all right, cool. So, <laughs> up through and dude, just jump in if there's like certain notes and stuff you have that you want right. to make sure you want to talk about. But um, yeah, yeah, that gets us up through Lightning Bolt, and then not that this is like a downside. Well, song, I'll, but, yeah. I'll say this, dude. We're kind of skipping over it, but man, Eddie was a chatty Kathy. All fucking yeah! Night. I got that idea. I mean, yeah, I mean we're not gonna go through and like talk about every little thing he said, but man, he every like seemed like every other song, every third song, he was saying something about like Seattle or you know Mike is from here and Stone worked at a 
bakery. You know what I mean? He was yeah, right. He was really chatty. I think they were kind of hyped. I think especially him. I think they were they they were pretty hyped up for this this night one show. Okay, I'm just gonna say this. I don't think it's true. I don't hope it's. I I don't. There's something about this U.S. run that scares the shit out of me. Hmm. And it's that. Uh, they're playing all of their quote unquote like home, you know what you know because Eddie's got such a close, obviously Chicago connection, but Seattle's also home for him. And right. They're going to Jeff's place, and they're going. They're doing the Boston shows, but she's like, "Oh God, please don't tell me that." You know, I have just this weird paranoid fear that, that they're just playing the home shows to say goodbye. No, dude, I. I, I know it's not happening. So. I just I feel like I had to get that out. <laughs> it just there I do have moments where I'm like, oh god, this is too. Is it? It's one of those things where it's in your head. It sounds so real, and then you say it, and you it say sounds it loud, and it sounds crazy. Ridiculous. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. That's just, what's happening right here. Because there's no way these dudes are ready to to call quits. No, I know they're not. It's just I don't know. I've thought about that a couple times. It freaks me out. Mm. Anyway, um, let's see. Where are we? Okay. Lightning bolt, lightning or bolt, giving a fly, uh, giving a fly. Yeah, yeah, which is not a down song, but it's definitely like a mid tempo groove kind of kind of thing or whatever. Um, yeah, I do like that. Having some of these notes that you sent in or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Ed made like the dad joke or something. Oh yeah, um, that was the other thing. He, he was, made he, he was, made like a bad joke, but then he was like, yeah. "Have you heard the president talk?" And kind of right. laughs or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, people groaned because he he said that Stone worked in a bakery, so by he the made time the they dough. Up, he made more dough than any right. of us. All and right. dude, you could hear like an audible like oh <laughs> like from the crowd. <laughs> and, and Eddie, the best part was Eddie was like ah fuck you yeah exactly and, like flipped flipped <laughs> off the crowd. <laughs> uh, but I do like that he uh, says that he ends the. Um, ends the bit or whatever by saying that Stone had bought some um, guitars that Eddie's really grateful for and he said, talking about Stone I guess he said, you completely changed my life and it's just yeah. cool seeing that because yeah. you know I, I, of course I go into like fear, paranoid mode and I've made comments or whatever that, that just Stone seems a little checked out sometimes Mm-hmm. But it's probably just that, man, he's fucking, not that this is old, but like he's in his 50s and he's been doing this forever and he's having fun, but he doesn't have to prove anything to anyone anymore. He doesn't have to fucking jump around and, yeah. you know, do the stone shuffle or whatever. Uh, but it's just always nice to hear uh, Eddie and Stone say nice things about each other. Because I wonder, yeah. wonder if there's if there's still tension in the band, if there might be some between the two of them. Or hmm. or maybe none at all. Man, I have no I have no in, proof now you're, now you're to think getting that. In my head. Um. Anyway, so I think that was a cool moment. Uh, yeah. What else was there? Lightning bolt, dude. Fucking given a fly, and then all those yesterdays that really popped out to me when I was scanned through the set list for the first time when it started getting posted online. I thought that was really cool. I'd love to see that. All song those live. yesterdays. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It doesn't seem like that's a song they play very much. Uh, but it's a great so fucking song. It, yeah. Yeah. It was cool to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but not... Go ahead. 
Well, I was just going to say, well, were you going to talk about that song some more? No. I was going to move the on. The next to, part. Yeah, yeah. You want to grab that one? Sure. Um, Eddie starts telling a story that he says he's, he's never told before on stage. And I think I've heard this before. Oh, you. Sorry. You. <laughs> My God. Um, I think I've heard him. He must have talked about it at one point, but he I don't think he's ever gone into detail as he did this much on stage the other night. But This is a new talking, story for me. Okay. Well, I've never heard this before. I think I've just heard one part of it, but not the whole thing. But he starts telling, talking about how he was hanging around the rehearsal uh, warehouse, you know, very early on, and he met a homeless vet who was also named Eddie. Mm-hmm. And Ed would buy him like sandwiches and talk to him, and um, they went on tour, the European tour, and when he came back that he wasn't, like, living outside the the rehearsal place anymore. Mm-hmm. So Eddie kind of, like, went and found him. He was living under a bridge. Um, and he was relieved to meet the guy or to find him because he thought he had lost him, you know? Right. And it's just, I don't know, dude. It gives you, like, most people, I'm, I'm uh, guilty of it, but, like, you see homeless people and you're just kind of, like, you just don't want to even look. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's sad that, like, we think like that. And Eddie's out there, like, talking to him and, you know, hanging out with him. Yeah. And seeing him, he doesn't see him, like, as a homeless guy. You know right. what I mean? But um, it well, just, I don't know, kind of opens your eyes to who Eddie is. Sure. Yeah, man. I mean, I think it's, I don't know. There's, I mean, the, the same almost the same exact thing happened to me and actually my friend really? Matthew that I was talking about earlier. Yeah, there was this mm-hmm. a buddy of ours opened a bar down in this area called Lakeview downtown and so, you know, your buddy owes a bar. If you're going to go to a drink, you know, go to your buddy's bar or whatever. So we were hanging out there a lot and um, we were standing outside smoking one night and this guy, homeless guy came up and pretty normal for downtown Birmingham, depending on, you know, what time of night you're out or whatever. And he was just asking for a cigarette. And I was like, yeah, man. And and he just automatically was just doing the, the, uh, you know, the thing people do when they've been dehumanized. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like, I'm so sorry, man. I don't want anything. I just, I just want to see if I could get a cigarette. I'm like, hey, dude, it's, yeah. he's like, I know I'm just this homeless bum, blah, 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 blah. It's like, whoa, slow your old dude. First of all, <laughs> here's a cigarette. Do you need a light? <laughs> Lit a cigarette. I was like, you know, we we're just like staying. I was like, man, and I literally, I remember saying this to him. I was like, dude, the only reason I haven't been homeless a couple times in my life is because I'm super fortunate to have close family and really good friends. Like, I'd have to blow through a lot of options to actually have to live on the street because there's a lot of people that would let me crash with them or, or help me in some way or whatever it is. And that's the right. only difference between me and this dude, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. He's a good guy, but he also, um, had some pretty serious stomach problems and literally had like, you know, a tube coming out of his stomach that he mm. had to take care of, but he lived under, uh, literally under a bridge, uh, interstate overpass about 
I don't know, three blocks away from this bar that we were at. Yeah. And uh, we kept in touch with him, and he would start hanging out some more. And I remember we had one of Matthew's birthday parties there, and he basically came to the birthday party. You know what oh, I mean? Wow. Like, yeah. And it was just one of those things where, and I don't say this like, oh, look at me and my friends and what good people we are. I'm just saying right. it, was the, it was so uncannily the same as this story. Yeah. And we, and he, I remember him saying to us, like, you guys, you guys don't understand, like, I feel like a human being. Wow. For the first time in a really long time because, well, because he's being treated like a real human being and yeah. not just, yeah. like, ignored or whatever. He was a veteran as well, if I remember right. That could be wrong. I think mm. he was. Uh, but anyway, he, um, and like Matthew a couple of times, like it was hard for him to afford some of the stuff he needed to keep, um, like that tube and stuff cleaned. And I mean, yeah. you, I mean, you think about you're living under a fucking bridge and you've got, right. I mean, you're so susceptible to infection and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, a couple of times, I think Matthew bought, whatever it was he was out of and just he wasn't right. even there at the time just knew we knew where he lived and so just dropped the bag off for him you know what i mean yeah um and then he ended up we came back around and i think we actually went on the road and he died while we were on the road we came back mm. and we were looking for him and we found out that he had passed away so Damn. um you just don't i i get it but it's really sad to think that a lot of and including me sometimes I'm not saying I'm any better but your default position is to be kind of wary standoffish and right. basically ignore these people you know yeah. and it's like yeah. man you're just lucky that you're not in that position right. <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. Yeah. Um, most of these people did not say hey I want to be homeless you know yeah but anyway. Yeah, when I lived in Florida, there's a lot of homeless people in Florida, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would I I would try. If I had a couple extra bucks on me, I would give it to them. Because there was a few different gas stations I'd go to. And that was like, there always seemed like there was a homeless guy at the gas station. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, here, this is, this is all I got. You know, two bucks or five bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was like, and people people like i worked with be like why are you giving them money you're just gonna go drink and i'm like i don't care like yeah like i whatever helps him get to the next day yeah yeah like what do you do with your money like you know what i mean like i don't know i just felt like kind of like what you said like i just felt lucky that i'm not in that position and here's a couple bucks you know if i had it yeah so i don't know yeah man that's hard to i don't know it's hard to look at people like that and and uh i don't know it's just a, such a weird thing like i don't understand what it is in people and then uh, this god this could be another hour long tangent um <laughs> why it is that it's kind of our default position to just be scared and and not yeah i don't i don't naturally know. just want to help you know yeah um and then sometimes it's dangerous. I mean, I used to, I, I used to like, in Nashville, I'd like pick people up and like take them to go get food, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Until one of them got real scary, real quick, yeah. and I was like, <laughs> okay, it's not worth it. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to end up yeah. chopped up in someone's basement. Right. You know? Um. Anyway, 
so on that happy weird note, let's yeah, uh, move but on. He to goes. The next. He, well, oh, I don't even think we know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, he <laughs> the um, the the veteran, the homeless guy, died, mm-hmm. and this song was written about him. Even flow, yeah, and he just was kind of lamenting the fact that this guy never got to know that he was part of this huge song. You know, this was a huge song for Pearl Jam, obviously. And this guy didn't even know that he was, you know, the, the part, you know, the, what do you call it? The, he was the subject matter. Yeah. He was the muse. So. Yeah. Um, well, and that's, yeah, like I said, that's cool because, I, I mean, I obviously I knew generally what the song is about. Everyone knows it's about, you know, a homeless guy or the homeless or whatever. Yeah. But I didn't know that specific story in detail. Like yeah. That, so that was cool. Um. And then I love this Eddie solo on electric guitar playing a little bit of Help, Beatles song. Um, yeah, and that's awesome. I want to I want to look that up and see if it's out there yet. Just because the Beatles, there was two songs that got me into the Beatles. I never like when I was younger. I mean, they're like I they were one of those bands I liked. I got it or not. I didn't get it. I liked it. Um, right. But Help. And across the universe, I heard mm. those. Those are the two songs that, like, oh yeah. shit, I get yeah. it now. You know, yeah. Uh, especially with that, with help, I just loved. It's such like a poppy song, yeah. right? <laughs> if you listen yeah. to the Beatles version, which yeah. is, I want to know how he did it. That's why I want to listen to it. But when you just look at the lyrics, it's so fucking dark and yeah. desperate. And I mean, the yeah. chorus is just literally John Lennon singing, Help, I need somebody. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Holy yeah. shit. It's just dressed up in this pop song, you know? But um, did you see? Is there a clip of this up yet? There is. I watched oh, really? it earlier today. What's it yeah. like? Is it's, it just is it kind of like slowed down or is it just... it's pretty? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Okay, cool. Yeah, I can't wait yeah, to watch it's, that. It's awesome though. Yeah. Well, and then I was like, "What?" When I saw the list, they go mm-hmm. into help, help. <laughs> yeah. Pretty I, cool. How you feel about that? I, dude, I'm telling you, I'm back on. I, I like help, help. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't love it, but it's, yeah, I like it more than I used to for sure. Yeah. Me too. Um, that's one of those. It's like, oh, it's so cool that I got that in my set list, just because of what it is. But I don't yeah. really like the song. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know if it's worth it or not to have yeah. that obscure song on there. But yeah. um, so they move into black. Um, let's see here. Setting forth. Uh, I'm a patriot. And that's how they end the first set. The porch. Oh, sorry. Oh, porch. I missed that. You're right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anything about those? Um, before setting forth, another dad joke Uh-oh. is that <laughs> I'm I'm assuming that Eddie's mother's name is Sandy because he makes a joke and he says that the the next guy the the next guy is from Big Sandy, which is where Jeff is from. Uh-huh. But he says, like, Big Sandy is not his mom's nickname. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, Eddie. Oh, Man. Eddie. But, the, but he's got, he's, com. yeah, he's got two, like, preteen daughters. Sure. And I've got, 
I've got a daughter that's in her teen years, and like, there's nothing better than telling an awful dad joke to a 14 year old girl. God, I hope that and hearing them to me. just groan. Oh, uh, it's so gonna happen to me <laughs> when Aiden's a teenager. Oh, it's the God. best, dude. Yeah. Um, so. But he said, um, you know, he's talking about Jeff coming from a small town in Montana and that um, he came when he moved to Seattle, he met a guy named Andy Wood and that was a life changer. So they played setting forth. That's cool. Um, All right. Well, let's move into what? Uncle Encore. number one. Yeah. Oh, God. It's hard reading these. Okay. So, uh, oh, man, that was so cool. So the, he does the We Are Going to Be Friends, the Jack White song. Yeah. He. he and it's cool because um, he's telling a story basically about, like, teachers. Mm-hmm. And he starts playing We're Going to Be Friends, the Jack White song. And he brings – his daughters bring out each of their favorite teachers. And they're, like, kind of standing there dancing while Eddie's playing the song. And it's just a That's really cool. sweet, sweet moment, sure. you know? yeah. Um, let's see. Then we go into Nothing As It Seems. <laughs> That's a funny turn from something so light into yeah. that just yeah. dark fucking, I don't know, uh, slow burn, Nothing As It Seems, uh, into Let Me Sleep. And then they earn, I, I love that they end the second encore with breath. No, no, not yet. Not yet? That's just a space. That's just a space. What do you mean it's just a space? Oh, There's... see ya. I got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. No, they didn't. Oh, that would have been cool, though. I want to... That would have been cool. I hope I get to see that song, man. Breath. At some point, yeah. 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 Uh, oh, that's right, because they so. do... Uh, they hang out with Brandy Carlisle, and she's, yeah. she's one of my fucking favorites. Um, yeah, they bring her out on stage, and, and he asks her how long it took her to write this song, and she says, oh, about a year. <laughs> yeah, and Eddie starts laughing, just saying like he doesn't feel so bad with how long it takes him. Sometimes do you think yeah, that's what he's saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Well, I love that he says, "Well, it was worth every minute." Um, yeah, but that's a good song. I, 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 I've said before on the podcast that song kind of just passed me by, and for some reason I picked it up a few weeks ago. I yeah. love it. Oh, because they played it live, I think, in Amsterdam or in London. Yeah, I thought they made it in one of the sets. but Yeah, um, and I'm like, oh, this song's awesome. So it was pretty cool to see her come out and play it with them. Well, and it's, you know, she's a Seattle chick, and her and Mike are, like, super close friends and work together a lot. And and Brandi Carlisle is, she is the fucking shit, I think. And her new record is sick. It's so good. Um so it's it's nice to see like two of my favorites that you wouldn't think would have any connections stylistically or you know what I mean right. yeah you don't, you don't think of a Brandy Carlisle with a Pearl Jam you know what I mean um, well and I like that they they made it into a Pearl Jam song mm-hmm. you know it's a, they, they they totally pretty, reworked they, it they rocked that song yeah, yeah absolutely where the original is a lot slower yeah more of a groove thing mm-hmm. um, and then they do Stay Love and Trust. Is that yeah? Stay love and trust. Yes. And rearview mirror. <laughs> yeah. I'm second guessing myself. Over no, here. dude, you're good. You're good. Uh, I got you. Classics. Stay love and trust yeah. and rearview. Um, mm-hmm. No big surprises there. Then we got yeah, rearview as a set ender is just, hell yeah. It's always great because they do. It's like seven or eight minutes of just. There's like that jam out, weird stuff in the during a breakdown that I just love. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, all right, so we go into the last encore, open it up with the Wasted Reprise. Um, Better Man. What's the, is this a tag here that you got? Yeah, save it for later. Oh, cool. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, uh, your favorite, Comfortably Numb. Mm-hmm. Your favorite band. <laughs> then, uh, I mean, this is a oh, pretty. Do you want to speak? Do you want to talk about Pearl, uh, Pink Floyd? Mm-mm. You want to get into. Nope. No. Okay. Not right now. No, we've done it. Okay. We know how everyone feels. It's cool. Uh, no, I no. We were talking about something else. I, I would never call Pink Floyd overrated as much as I can't stand them. Oh yeah, the little little comment <laughs> yeah, on the yeah, interwebs, right? Yeah. Oh, you know what? We'll get into that at night too. Okay. We'll bring cool. it up at night too. There's a better spot to talk about it. Fair All enough. Right. Uh, Comfortably numb into alive. Yeah, your absolutely. favorite. My favorite. Everyone's favorite. Hell yeah. I got a feeling. I love that cover still. Just yeah. e- even for the nostalgia of it. I, I just remember thinking that was so fucking cool back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rocking in the free world. Yellow that better with a little little wing. Um, so, I mean, other than, well, actually, other than well, nothing, that's uh, a pretty, not stock, that has a negative connotation. That's no. a pretty, like, expected, like, last encore kind of situation. Yeah, going. it's. Yeah. No huge oh, yeah. surprises or anything, you know. No, maybe I've got a feeling that that mm, song. They do that for encores a lot, though, don't they? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think when they played it at Wrigley, 2016. Well, I don't know. Now you got me thinking. I feel like I, they. I, I that's wanna... one of the rotating things, you know, at the nah, end. Sometimes. I, uh, I'd have to look it up, but I don't okay. think so, dude. I think it'd been a. They played it at Wrigley 2016. And it was kind of a big deal because they hadn't played it in so long. I got you. But now I, uh, the European tour they just did, I don't know if they played it then. But either okay. way. Well, all that song. to say, I mean, that's a cool that's a cool night one set. Um, yeah. I mean, anyone would be happy with it. But, you know, in hindsight, now that I get to look at both set lists, I would have been way more yeah. excited about uh, night number it's two. It's kind of a – not a – I don't know how to say it. Like you said, it's not a stock set, Mm-mm. but it's not like, you know, it's not the deep crazy. cut after. Yeah. yeah. It's, but they threw enough cool covers in there. Like again today with Brandy Carlyle, Carlisle, we're going to be friends, a Jack White cover that they've never done. Right. You know what I mean? Opening with Long Road and release. Like that's... Some of that stuff kind of makes up for the fact that they weren't going crazy with the rest of the set list. Sure. Well, I mean, uh, let's just dive into it because there are two Pearl Jam songs that, to me anyway, um, are pretty like, oh shit, they played that one. Um, mm-hmm. We'll get there in just a second because one of them is pretty close to the top. So, um, yeah, they open with Oceans into Footsteps. And if yes. I mean it can't compare to Long Road and a release, but that's a fucking one-two punch that I would have loved mm-hmm. to have seen for sure. Yeah, <clears throat> again, I, you know, these shows started at like ten thirty um, Central Time, and right. I, I fucking, I gotta go to bed. Yeah, I gotta get I up at fucking quarter to five in the morning. But I wanted to just see the first couple songs. So man, when they fucking started playing Footsteps after Oceans. I mean, th- like you said, that's that was pretty much a fucking insane one-two punch of you can't do long road and release, so you do oceans and footsteps. Like holy shit! Yeah, well, that and then was nothing. Awesome. Man, number three is like what? Yeah, 
to me it was anyway. Um, yeah. I thought that was like uh, like a pleasant surprise. I was not expecting mm-hmm. to see that song title in the number three spot. But uh, then Why Go into Brana J into Interstellar Overdrive into Corduroy. I think that's pretty badass. So yeah. let's talk about this. Uh, am I wrong in thinking that Rats is like, that's a super, like I would not have guessed that Rats was going to be on any set list. It is pretty rare. <laughs> That's I would have fucking loved to have seen that song. <coughs> yeah. Not only because it's rare, but because I really like that song, you know? Yeah. You know, what's crazy is I fell asleep, like, during Corduroy. Like, I remember kind of hearing Interstellar Overdrive, because I was, like, in bed with the earbuds in. Right. And just, like, whatever. And I think during Corduroy, I, like, woke up enough to unplug my headphones and just go to sleep. So I missed rats, and yeah. I was like, "Holy shit!" When I, when I woke up and looked at the set list, I was like, "Holy shit!" Yep. they fucking played rats it's like crazy ah, shit. and that that's on YouTube. I watched that today too. So well, and then in hiding, which is like probably in my top, definitely in my top ten Pearl Jam songs, yeah. but maybe even yeah. top five. Um, so that I would have. I would have done piss myself if I'd been there for that. Um, and even though it's not one of my favorite songs, I thought it was pretty cool that they did Whipping next. Oh, I love Whipping. Yeah, I know you do. I don't. <laughs> I don't hate it. I just don't love it. Yeah. Um, so we get Even Flow. So that was kind of, it was around the same spot, it seems like, as it was night one, where they put yeah. Even Flow. Yeah, it's usually in that slot, first seven or eight songs. This is number 11, but still pretty early on. Yeah, and then they got to get us in the fucking feels, man. Mm-hmm. Playing a Chris Cornell song. Yeah. Oof. And not even like I know, right? Out, like outshined. Right. You know what right. I mean? Or or a Black Hole Sun, a fucking song that was part of the the Poncier tapes from the Singles movie, like Yep. It, but it's a fucking killer song. Like real bass heavy. It's it's awesome. Hell I'd yeah. never heard the song before. I didn't even know what it was. And that that is on YouTube also. Yeah, I got to check that out. It's, yeah, dude. It's fucking great. It's <clears throat> a really good song. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Daughter with the WMA and It's Okay tag. Mm. Making both of us happy. Yeah, I dude. Love, that was... I love the WMA tag. Yeah. Uh, what about It's Okay? Yeah. Well, yeah, I like it a lot, but I, I like the WMA better. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Oh, Just because, shit. like, the chances of hearing... I, I love that song. So any... WMA? Yeah. And that's yeah. that's not one that you're going to count on hearing very often. So any time that they do it as a tag makes me pretty happy. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. God, immortality, man. Damn. Mm. Mm-hmm. Love it. And then, oh, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> been replaced by your stick that's been replaced by the slide whistle. Right. Then they do I'm open. Uh, I'm open. Uh-huh. Right on cue. <laughs> yes, dude. You knew. You knew. I knew as soon as I saw the set mm-hmm. list, I had to break it out for the show. Of course. It'd be weird if you didn't, Brad. <laughs> um, weird if you do weird if you don't right yeah sorry ooh and then one of my favorites Unthought Known yeah it's pretty cool this again I this is on YouTube also it is pretty it's pretty cool to, to hear those two songs kind of mix into each other sure 
Well, and then, I mean, I like the back end of this first set. You got Unthought Known, into Can't Deny Me, uh, into Evolution, into Lucan, into Motherfucking Porch. Yeah. That's pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. All right. So, next, Encore number one. Oh, I love it. I won't back down. The Petty cover. Yeah. Um, I mean, Eddie comes on stage and he starts talking about. Um, first he says he hears a, a sound coming from, he's like, is there some, what is that sound over there? Um, and he's, he wants it to be like turned off, but it's a fucking train going by. Oh really? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's saying that they're asking for favors from the crowd that he wants everyone to like turn their lights on their phones and light up the sky. I saw a picture because the, of that. Yeah, dude. It's Ooh, fucking, cause he's chills. saying... Um, the last time he saw Tom Petty was right there in Seattle. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So he was like, if he is out there metaphysically, I want him to get, I want to get his attention. So they, they put, you know, to everyone turn their lights on. He's like, so Tom, cool. I miss you. Yeah. Woo. And they start, then he starts playing. I won't back down. It's like, holy shit. And the crowd, he, he like stops singing and the crowd starts singing the chorus. So I mean, it was ass. pretty fucking awesome moment. Man, I hope they're making some badass, you know, uh, tour or DVD of just these American shows. That'd be oh, so man. cool. Just I the home so. shows DVD, you know. Yeah. Um, well, right. there's a there's those guys called Better Than Nothing Videos. Mm-hmm. They do. They take all the cell phone videos that people do, and then they take the official bootleg audio and they mix it together. Right. And that, that these are going to be some great fucking shows. I, I guarantee you Seattle 2 will be one of them. They don't do every show. They do, like, the big ones. And I guarantee you Seattle 2 has got to be one that they're going to do. Well, hopefully. But, I mean, since there's only, what, like, two, three, five, seven shows, right? Mm-hmm. In the U.S. for this one? Uh, yeah. Yep. Seven. Because there's two everywhere except for Montana, right? Right. Four different cities. Yeah. Um, surely they'll put one together for everyone. But... We'll see. Probably. Uh, Can we right. talk? Well, this brings us to uh, okay. uh, our lovely Facebook page. So I got done crying, and I was like, I'm going to share this I Won't Back Down video to you to Facebook. And I'm not going to call them out, but somebody posted under it that Tom, it says literally Tom Petty is overrated. Well, And I about, like, shit myself when I saw that, because I was just like, what the fuck? I try real hard to be a man of uh, grace for people with differing, differing opinions from me. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like this moves out of the world of the subjective into the objective, and he is objectively wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, That's my nice way of saying, what the fuck is wrong with this person? In- the thing is, like, okay, I'm a fan of the guy. Of course, I'm not going to like when somebody says he's overrated. But, like, I, I think it's pretty well known what I feel about, like, Kiss or or Pink Floyd on this podcast. You know what I mean? Sure. I would never call those two, two bands overrated. Right. I understand that millions of people love those bands and will... Bands that I love myself have been, like, highly influenced by them. 
I could say I hate them and they suck, but I, I could never say that those bands are overrated, you know? Yeah. So I just, I, maybe the dude's just a troll. I, I, I mean, I don't know. That sounds pretty trolly. Yeah. Oh, really? Overrated? <laughs> are you serious right now? Do you want me to just go down the list of songs just off the top of my head? Give me a fucking break. Like, Tom Petty I'm... is going to be, if he isn't already, a viewed as a contributor to the fucking American songbook. We're talking, you know, Cole Porter type shit from back in the day. Like, these songs are fucking classics tons of them not just like he's got one or two he's got tons of them anyway sorry i'm not gonna i I guess the thing you know the thing that pisses me off the most is that you could think tom petty's overrated and if you're like on a like music website like on reddit or something or like youtube and you type tom petty's overrated okay whatever but to 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 send that message out under this video of Eddie fucking like getting all choked up about right. his friend and then playing a song one of Tom Petty's songs and like you see the lights and the whole fucking crowd is all singing with him that's your response to this video oh Tom Petty what is overrated. happening do like, we not live what? in a society and a culture <laughs> I just, that really, that bothered me. Yeah. Well, you know, bud, I'm glad it did. You know what I'm saying? Because you and (laughs) I would have had problems if that comment didn't bother you. But um, Oh, yeah. Anyway, moving on. I'm glad Clint Wells is not on Facebook because I can't imagine. (laughs) (laughs) I, I can't imagine Clint seeing that comment and just not going crazy. Yeah. That's exactly why I got off Facebook with shit like that. Yeah. Um, all right. So where are where the fuck right, are we? Next we go into oh, gotcha. thin air. Yeah. Uh, badass again, one of yes. my favorites. Um, yes. All or none. I thought that was cool. I would have yeah. fucking loved to have seen all or none. Uh, Better man, and then uh, uh, this is a really cool one for me. I've talked about it many times, but they did Crown of Thorns. Um, I get the feels every time I hear either the original or Pearl Jam when they've done it live. Just I love yeah. it. Yeah, great song. And uh, then we get a little surprised, right? Am I reading this yes. correctly? Yes, you are. Take it away, Brad B. Um, they, they talk about how they want to bring out a friend of theirs. Mm-hmm. And that he is good friends with uh, Matt Cameron from Soundgarden. And... Uh, I can't even say it, dude. Thale? Kim Thale? Thale, yeah. Kim Thale comes out, and he opens up his jacket, and he's wearing... I don't know if you've seen it. Um, Matt was wearing one of these shirts. It's it's Chris Cornell's shirt, but his face is done in, like, the um, Starbucks logo with no, the I've hair. Seen that. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, but Kim is wearing Kim is wearing that shirt, and he kind of like opens his jacket to show it off to everybody, you know. Oh, right on. That's cool. It's pretty cool. Um, I love Kim. Yeah, and 
and then they play Kick Out the Jams. Hell yeah. The MC5 song, yeah, which man. is fucking just... That song is so fucking crazy. Yep. It's so good. And um, Kim and Matt are playing in a... Uh, I guess it's the MC5 is doing like a a tour. Have you, have you heard I about this? I didn't know this? that. Uh-uh. Um, what's the dude's name? Uh, Kramer? Don't Wayne ask Kramer? Me that right now. Wayne Kramer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think he's the only one left. Is that the singer? Do you know or no? Don't uh, ask you. Don't ask me. I'm pretty sure it's Wayne Kramer is the singer. And he is like, he got like a super group together to play MC5 songs. And they're going around on tour right now. Oh, cool. Um, I, Dude, they're coming to Nashville. Are they really? I really, I really want to go. You should. So if we can, well, I want you to go. Okay. But if... Uh, it's not for a few months. We got time. But right. I, I think it's, dude, and I think it's at Exit In. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, I that's that going to be, that's going to be fucking nuts. Yeah. Uh, Before this is all said and done, you're, you're going to, you know, have, have me going to shows again or something. Because <laughs> I never go to shows. Yeah. Yeah, but that's like. Too antisocial. It stresses me out. Yeah. Well, but the funny thing I is mean, that I'd never regret it once I do it. I'm like, I, every time I go see a show that's good, yeah. I'm like, God, yeah. I need to do this more often. And then a show comes around, I'm like, but I don't want to be around lots of people. Dude, I'm the same way. I So stupid. I was talking to someone else about this. Like, I, I have so much anxiety, like, leading up to the day. You know what I mean? Sure. About being around people and all this shit. But then I get there, and it's like the one time... That for an hour or two, all that shit goes away. And I'm just like, I'm just happy for like two hours. I'm just happy because yep. I'm there experiencing live music. Hell yeah. You know, so I'm with you on I that, get bro, it. bro. Have you, I mean, this is going to sound stupid. Have you ever watched a show at Exit In? Yeah. Great show. Okay. Yeah. You can, you know, you can go upstairs to that like balcony. Yeah. It's pretty like chill up there. It is. Yeah. So I mean, last time I think the last time I was there, me and Clint, Clint Gore went on tour a couple of years ago, and they did one show in Birmingham and one in Nashville. So Clint came down for the Na- Birmingham show and hung with me, uh, and then I came up to Nashville for the for that show and stayed with him. And we were they played at Exit In. Yeah, we were oh, down man. on the floor. That would we, be we wanted to get yeah. covered in in, right. in fake bile and alien <laughs> semen, which we did, and I've got the picture to prove it. Mm. And then we were like covered no. in like this blue and red, like <laughs> blood, fake blood, and, and alien yeah. semen, and totally went out to bars afterwards, like it was totally yeah. normal. Oh, that's awesome. And we just looked like homeless people, right. covered in someone else's blood. <laughs> um, I can't believe people let us in to where right. the bars we went to, <laughs> which means we picked some really classy places because they yeah. didn't even think twice. They're like, "Come on in." Uh, all right, cool. So I'm excited about the next one too. Fucking spin the black circle. Yeah. Kick ass. Go, that into rearview mirror uh, twice. Yeah, and I haven't. <laughs> I haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't seen this yet. Apparently, they fucked up rearview mirror. Yeah. And they started playing a snippet of the ABBA song Fernando. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Eddie was like drinking wine and 
<laughs> it's just like that's what went he back into yeah they went back into rearview mirror so but i haven't seen that yet i and i i want to <laughs> that i'm sure that's pretty funny yeah absolutely yeah so they end uh that one with rearview mirror and then they go into encore number two correct yeah totally yes crazy mary fucking yeah uh, with a little paint it black um jeremy hell yeah leash okay it's that's like whipping territory for me i don't hate it but uh dude i i i love it i love i'm back on fucking leash dude i love it i love that song yeah it's such a great fucking song i just the lyrics still get to me yeah totally but it's no the energy of the song i fucking love you know it's just i just don't like resonate lyrically with it and in in that way but yeah i don't know can I? Can we talk about real quick before Crazy Mary? Um, me and you were talking about because like Ed came out and said he was driving by the stadium like two or three days before oh, yeah. the show, and he saw a bunch of tents, and he thought it was ironic because there's such a you know it was a big homeless camp right outside the stadium, and somebody pointed out to him, no, dude, those are fucking fans lined up for GA. Yeah, and Eddie Eddie even said like spending two days waiting in line for a show is way too long. <laughs> it is, <laughs> <clears throat> and yeah, I mean, we, me and you both, I I, I will stand in line, uh, for just under a day. Like I'll get out there at four in the morning and get in line. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. But like I can't camp out. And stay in the same spot. I know you can. I mean, go I could have when I was breaks, younger, but, but I mean, man. for me, it's just like, especially if I've got a GA ticket. Like I, because yeah. for me, we've talked about this. Like I, yeah. I don't. I'm not trying to get on the rail. I don't right. want to be on the rail. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I want to yeah. be able to like move around. I want to. Yeah. You know, I, I think I, Mike is my preferred side, but I want to walk. Yeah. Over, I, I want to be able to walk over to Stone Side for some of the show too. You know. Right. Yeah. He's one of the it's reasons cool I fucking play guitar. You know. It's 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 fun for me to think about these shows coming up because I have done, I've I've hung out in the GA line. I've gotten a rail before. I've hung out in the GA line and not got the rail, but been pretty super close. So I've done all that. Right. And I loved it. I fucking loved it. But. Like, I don't have the time. Like, apparently, we'd have to be up there, like, on Wednesday or Thursday. No way, dude. And then camp out for two days. Mm-mm. And I don't, I don't want to do that. And no. you don't either. So I, what I mean, I'm, I'm not trashing get people at, that do. I'm just saying no, it, it's no, not no, worth yeah, it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, my thing is, like, if you want to do that, go ahead and do it. That's awesome. Right. If you want to walk in an hour after the door is open, that's cool, too. Like, just... Come on and hang out. But, like, I think it's going to be cool for me to experience these shows kind of through you because yeah. you haven't seen them in 20-something years. Yep. And I've I've been doing it. The last few years I've gone to a bunch of shows. So it's going to be kind of cool to to experience it with you. It'll be exactly 20 years, actually. 98, 98? was the last time I yeah. saw them. Yeah. Man. Crazy. You need to make a sign. Yeah, maybe right. you'll maybe you'll get maybe you get a shout out. But maybe Danny Clinch will take a picture of me. Yeah, oh put yeah, it everywhere because I love <laughs> pictures of me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So this that, next, 
Oh, go ahead. Nothing. Nothing. I was going to continue talking shit about myself, which is stupid. Yeah. So, oh, what, your th- that Mike was wearing your your pants? Yeah, man. Did you see that? He knows Did what's up. Yeah. yeah. He knows what's up. Put those plaid golf Kate. pants on. Yeah. Kate sent me a picture, just like all caps. Mike is wearing Lion's plaid oh, uh, pants. Hey, Kate, you know what else Brad sent me? You calling me a pretentious prick. How about that? Yeah, I have a me.com email address. What's it to you? I don't even know what that is. That's that's Apple thing? It's Apple, yeah. It used to Does be, everyone used have to be that? Mac.com. Does everyone have that? What do you mean? Everyone that has like an Apple email has that me.com? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know, um, I just... Yeah, I mean, yes. Uh, it used to be Mac.com. Anyway. Okay. But right. and, and, and to be fair, she did not actually call me a prick. She just said, how pretentious, right. or something like and that. Then, and I thought it was and hilarious. And then the very next thing was like, of course I'm joking, but I don't think I sent you, you that You didn't part. send me that part. Okay. But I knew she was joking. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I just wanted to give her some shit real quick about that. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Hey, don't. Here's the dogs. <laughs> We've missed you so much. <laughs> Uh, actually, I have. All right, Leash. Uh, let's see. Uh, Search and Destroy with uh, Mark Arm, Steve Turner, yeah. and Kim Thale. Yes, dude. Get some uh, mud hunting action up in that bitch. That was pretty fucking awesome. Is that on the YouTube as well? Yeah, that okay, is cool. on YouTube, and it's it's awesome. It's really, really great. Yeah. Because Mark Arm pretty much sings most of it. Oh, badass. All right, cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Can't wait to watch it. Um, yeah. And we get Sonic Producer, one of my Fuck old school yeah. favorites. A lot. Also with the Mud Honey guys and Kim. Hell yeah. Uh, Alive into Baba. I love Baba. Mm-hmm. See, that's one of my like standard covers that like I'm not sick of or, you know. No. I'm, yeah, I love I'm always it. happy when I'm I so torn. I, I love Rockin' in the Free World, but I love Baba O'Reilly, too. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think if I had to, you know, I had to make a choice between the two, Baba would probably edge it out a little bit. Yeah, me too. Um, but, yeah, anyway. Uh, let's see here. And then my favorite, Yellow Bedwetter. <laughs> 37 yeah. fucking songs, though, dude. Yeah. Fucking A. Yeah. God, I Crazy. Wish I, I want to go back to Seattle so bad. Yeah. We need to find an excuse to go, dude. I miss it. <laughs> we have one. Well, it w- that we could afford at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We couldn't make both trips happen, so um, yeah. next time. But <clears throat> Can we talk about, real quick, the um, just the, the whole like fundraiser aspect of these shows? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so far... They've raised over eleven point five million dollars for these these charities, and apparently they haven't really. They're going to look after you know after everything's all said and done, how to divvy up this money. But they're mm-hmm. they're uh, you know trying to help with the homelessness issue. Yeah, and totally. Hopefully, hopefully, well, I love know, hopefully the, something uh, come up. But because lots of people, lots of successful people. Give to, give to charity. And mm-hmm. no matter how much or what your reasons or whatever, I think that's great. But one of the things I love about Pearl Jam is how, like, individually, 
invested and into the pro like part of the process they are yeah that the money is yeah. not just going to one okay well we've heard that this is a really reputable thing so we'll just give it all to this one thing that deals with homelessness right they're like yeah looking at different like splitting that money up and kind of personally choosing where that money is going does that make sense yeah, yeah. i just think that's well super it's, fucking i cool. think it's so cool because they they pledged to match up to a million dollars of whatever money got donated and the fact that they don't that they raised like 10 times that much yeah. more than that is yeah. pretty fucking cool. And they like, I mean, for the city of Seattle and the state of Washington, it's a pretty cool thing because it's not just like, oh, Pearl Jam is donating $2 from every ticket. They fucking partnered up with like 70 different businesses, mm -hmm. like big businesses, small businesses, and like I think it was more than 80 restaurants donated like 10% for like all, everything they made. I don't know if it was during the two shows, the two show days, or if it was just the one day. But right. I mean, they these all these restaurants donated 10% of their profits for one of those show days. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And then like they had a bunch of events, the um, the Pop Culture Museum exhibit ames brothers i don't know if you saw this ames brothers had a gallery show and they have these five foot versions of some of the pearl jam posters oh shit. show posters wow dude it's the pictures were crazy people standing behind these giant like posters like i don't know if one of the biggest posters that people go nuts for is the, uh this they, it's the kong it was a new york show i've seen that and one. it's got like yeah. it's got yeah king kong on it yeah from Donkey Kong. Mm -hmm. But, like, King Kong is, like, swinging through the video game. It's a really cool print. But a five-foot fucking poster yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. is crazy. It's so cool to see that. I need to get that, some but of that like, shit for the studio. We've got, like, a fucking yeah. five-foot David Lynch blue velvet poster right. and shit like that. Yeah. It'd be cool yeah. to add that to the, you know, the stuff on the wall here. Danny Clinch was out there selling, like, prints, you know? I saw that, yeah. Um, and, God, dude, the... the, the they had like there's a beer, a wine, like bourbon, candy bars, just like art and like there's a Native American jewelry, like all these different things that they were selling, like a lot of either some of them was like a hundred percent, some of them was just like, you know, a certain percentage, but like all this money going to try to help with homelessness. You know, right. sure. And I think Mike, there was an interview with Mike and he was saying like, look, we don't have all the answers, but we just, we want to be part of the answer. Right. And part, part of, of figuring out yeah, what yeah. that is. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's the thing too, that I love about them and the way they do things is that they do it the hard way. Right. I think maybe this is what I was tr actually trying to say. The easy way, which is still great, is just like for a company or... Because Pearl Jam is a company. It's a fucking business, right? right. It's not like yeah. these kids in their garage that... Whatever. So um, and the easy thing is just like I said, like, here, we're doing this for charity, for this one charity. They're like, no... We're splitting this all up. We're learning about all of them. We're seeing what would be most effective at the local level right here in Seattle. Mm -hmm. 
And that is something I feel like is hopefully having a resurgence. People are so consumed with what's going on nationally and they forget about where right. they live. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. The reality is that you're going to affect way more change worrying about the community that you live in and letting it spread out from there, if that makes any sense, than just looking at everything from a national lens and bitching about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know. I just love the way they no, approach it's, it. It's thoughtful yeah, and it's, it's easy. effective, you know? <clears throat> it's easy just to throw money at it and be like, here you go, thanks. Look what we did. But yeah, they're, yeah. Yeah, but they're doing like, they're trying to do so much more than that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, thanks for throwing all that in there. That's important shit. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess that's all, man. So before we go, though, this is our last one before we this, we will this be in is Chicago. Our last one. Yeah, we said this last week. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Right? We got ahead. We got ahead of ourselves. We were so excited that we were going to Wrigley. We were like, next week we'll be at Wrigley. Right. So <laughs> we are like, going to be there. Oops. We do want to meet as many people as possible. Uh, when when were we gonna hang out? We said we were gonna go to Murphy's Win for one of the game for the one of the games on Saturday. Yes. Okay. No, Saturday is a show day. Oh, sorry, I meant Sunday. Yeah. Both both show days. Okay, this is the easiest way to do it. Both okay. show days, we will be at Sluggers at the Wishlist pre-party, um, just yes. trying to hang out or yep. being you know we'll be around there. Right. So, I mean. It's going to be a madhouse. Try and find us. I'll be posting. I'll, I'll try to post on the socials as much as I can, like where we're going to be at. Yep. Um, and on top of that, I was going to say, just like, I mean, we have our emails on us. Like, literally, yeah. email us singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com and say, you know, I can meet up at this time or we can at least communicate a little bit more effectively. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, we'll be fucking, we'll be around. We'll be around. Like we'll, we'll come to you or tell you where we're at, you know, what bar we're hanging out at if we don't see, but I just know like sluggers is an easy thing that people can remember in the, the, the wishlist party. So yeah, absolutely. But I mean, it's a small ish area, right? But there's going to be, there's a ton of stuff around. So yeah. And then Murphy's on sun, uh, Sunday, Murphy's right? on Sunday afternoon. You know, there's a Cubs, the game. Cubs game. Yes. So we'll be we'll there be as well on TV. the day yes. off in between shows. Yes. So come say hi. We legit want to meet you fuckers. Yes. Um, well, I guess we'll see everyone on the flip side after the Chicago shows. Oh, man. And if you're going to Missoula tonight... Let us know how that went. Hell yeah. Because that show is, if you're listening to this on Monday, that's tonight. Yep. All right, man. Let's let's get the fuck out of here. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next week, I'm Brad Lyons. And I'm Brad Blazik saying, now I find I've changed my mind. I've opened up the doors. Mm, Beautiful. Yeah. Peace. Be good. I said no. I'm dead. Ah, Fuck yeah. <laughs> My name's Brad Blazik, and but usually when we get on the computer thing that I don't even know how it works, I have to wait like like 
sometimes 45 seconds or 90 seconds and 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 then there's no slap back and it I then hope, I get I happy but I don't I don't like it very much I hope that this makes it to blooper real what? sometime what I just did yeah um, yeah I'm sure it will You're like the guy in the Louis C.K. bit. Have you ever heard his bit about flying? Oh, yeah. He's like, I mean, obviously this is years back, but because of what I'm about to say, but the part where he's like, and then recently he's doing the whole, well, it's not really an airplane bit. He's talking about technology, and he does the whole thing about how um, we right now, like technology and things are like better than they have ever been in human history, and it's wasted. How does he say it? It's wasted on the biggest fucking useless generation of non-contributing assholes ever. He was like, I was on a plane last week. This is the newest thing I know about. I was on a plane, and they came on. The stewardess came on and said, "Hey, there's there's Wi-Fi. There's high-speed internet on this plane." Go ahead and log. He's like, I'm logging on. I'm looking at YouTube videos. It's fucking fast. And after about 15 minutes, some started acting weird. And then the stewards came back on and said, I'm so sorry. The rest of the flight won't have Wi-Fi. We're going to have to get it fixed. Something went down and we can't, we can't figure it out from right here. And he's like, and the guy next to me is like, bullshit. He's like, how quickly the world owed this guy something he only knew existed 10 minutes ago. That's you. We are doing this amazing thing where I am in a different state and I'm sitting at a computer and through, literally through Chrome and Google, I am able to bring your audio from your computer hundreds of miles away in pretty much real time to my uh, computer and no. record it and make it, a fucking podcast. And I, you're wish, like, I wish uh, it was real time. What do you mean? We gotta sit and wait two minutes for you to see. That's what. Oh you know, my god, you are fiddle. a huge asshole. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm fucking fiddling. You know what I'm doing for two hours after we get on recording? You're pushing mixing? fucking buttons. Oh, I'm just fiddling. <laughs> Why does our podcast sound so goddamn pro? Because of what me and all my I... fiddling. <laughs> what happens if I turn this dial? Ooh, yeah, 9. that's what 2. I do. It's just a bit. I'm like a fucking four year old. I'm just gonna touch <laughs> buttons and see. Oh, magically, I hit in random the right sequence of buttons, and we have a podcast now. It's magic. That's yeah. I mean.